This is the Michaelated Show, episode 19. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. We have very special guest in the house tonight, Farhan Yusuf. Please give it up. And we're live. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Michael? It's it's a good night. It's a bit chilly out there when I was waiting for you. Yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, not that you got lost or something. Yeah, well, <laughs> we don't need to say that. <laughs> you know, my wife told me um, last or two years ago, I trimmed the yard for the last time. And ever since then, we have let it grow in. Yeah. So obviously, you can't see the number on the house. Yeah, I, I had I had a bit of... Uh, trouble with that but your street doesn't have lights either so oh they weren't turned on this no i guess there was no solar energy today no solar power today yeah. it's all that smoke from california yeah you saw that that's crazy eh? oh my god yeah. i was like i i walked out two days ago and i saw the sun mm. and i was like it's middle of september i don't think there's any forest fires around this region yeah. and then i uh, checked online and wow, it was crazy Crazy what's happening there and all that smoke coming out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So far away, if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, really for us, it's far away. But I think once everything just sort of goes up, there's no real boundaries, right? Yes. Just, yeah. It's all around. It's all around, yeah. And that's what people don't understand is uh, we might make borders and so on, but mm-hmm. uh, there are no boundaries up. So whatever you do, it affects all of us. I like that. It's so true. Were you, did you always think that way? Um, yes and no. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, it's, um, I grew up in a small village, um, and, um, how small? Well, everybody knew each other. We had about 200 people oh, okay. uh, yeah, in, 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 uh, in Pakistan, mm-hmm. uh, in the province of Punjab. So uh, grew up uh, on a farm. It's a farm. Uh, yeah, okay, family yeah. farms. And, it's uh, beautiful. It is. I, I mean, I, I grew up there. Uh, first five years of my life I spent there. Then I moved to a brand new country. Oh. Uh, but, you know, going back to your question, um, so we rely heavily on monsoon rains for our uh, crops and so on. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, I, as I grew older and I saw what was happening around the world and, and climate change and so on. So when you actually look at that, it's affecting that region. It's affecting people's livelihood and so on. So, yeah, yeah, you know, going back to, did I always think like that? Uh, yeah, maybe initially I didn't. But now when I have sort of gone out and traveled and looked around, yeah, mm. I, I think about it. I think about what my actions here would okay i see that perspective yes i find as kids we are so innocent we are just out there and we don't even know why things are how they are you know you just like you go outside you want to play basketball yeah you, you play basketball with your neighbor's kid mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who that person is yeah you just you are kids and you play yeah. Well, your, you know, your uh, brain, your heart is clear, is clean. Mm. You haven't been exposed to anything, right? Like what you see is how things are. And as you grow older and then you start forming opinions and you start, you know, meeting different people and and people have influences on you and so on. And so that's where, like, I think you then start building up uh, 
sort of a narrative and we start grouping things up and, and that's how it changes, right? So that's why kids are, you know beautiful. That, yeah. And it's 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 innocent, clean, I mean, you know, there's no prejudice, nothing. Mm, just they uh, think you're forty five years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> so uh, can I ask how old you are? Thirty. Thirty? Yeah. Right on. When did you come to Canada? Uh, 2008. I was, uh, 18, I believe. Yeah. yeah. 18. Yeah. Oh, Time flies. Yeah. 2008. You came here to study, right? Yeah. I came here to study. So I, I came to Halifax, um, Ooh. Nova Scotia, yeah, East coast. So I was there and then, uh, I hopped on a plane from there and I was like, let's go check out Thunder Bay. Mm. Really? Then, just like that? Just like that. It was literally just like that. Why well, not I mean, I was uh, I was in college at in Halifax. Um, ah. I was doing my engineering diploma there, and um, Ooh. coming uh, you know coming with from a background uh, where parents want every kid to be a doctor, engineer, or or a lawyer. Mm, that's what uh, your parents wanted. You? Well, I, mean, I think that's what all the parents from the subcontinent want. If you're from India, Pakistan, like you know, you, you there are certain professions that parents assume that their kids are going to be like mm. that, right? So even like that's because I think I mean, you know, it's it's well respected professions back home. Mm. Um oh. there's a lot more stability when it comes to job opportunities. There's obviously a lot more money, so you know, that sort of again builds a narrative, right? So in if you do anything else, it's sort of looked down upon. Oh. Um and that and that's changing now. I think you know, with the with the globalized world, with people moving around, new ideas and so on. I think that mindset is changing. Mm. Uh, but anyway, I was doing my diploma there, and then I had to complete a degree. Um, and so Lake had had uh, a bridge program, and I showed up here. Oh, yeah! I, I just picked up. I went to my chair's office to talk to him, and I picked up a magazine, and it had Lakehead on it. Mm-hmm. In uh, Halifax. In Halifax, yeah. I was just, was I was destiny. like, what is this? So then I just searched it up, uh, Lakehead Thunder Bay, and I was yeah. like, all right, I'm applying and I'm going. Wow! So Did you know anybody here? Nope. Nobody. Nobody. Wow. I came here and I had no idea. Who you didn't know anybody. Nothing. I I just <laughs> got on the plane and I showed up. I I came with a few friends who who moved here uh, from college with mm. me. Um. So yeah, but it was uh, I I landed here in July, um, and it was hot. Yeah, it was hot. Like it was a different kind of heat, and I was like, "Where am I?" And and mosquitoes. There was a lot of mosquitoes at that time too. So yeah. in Halifax, I didn't really get to experience much of that. Ah. Yeah, so I was just like, "Huh, it sounds like uh, it's going to be an interesting time here." It is. Yeah, it's a good place to be. It is. I mean, I landed. I looked around. And I was like, you know what? Two years, three years. I'm out of here. What was your like? Honestly, what was your you were in Halifax, you said, and you grew up in a small village. But I don't know where did you live in between before you got here. Uh, Qatar. Okay. Yeah, tiny oh. country in the Middle East. Yeah. yeah. That's booming there, right? That's booming there. I moved there in 95 when it wasn't booming, mm. when that place itself was like a village. Okay. Um, and then uh, gas money came in, That's oil money came in, yeah. and, and it boomed. And it's, I mean, it got to a point where when I would go back every year, mm. 
I won't recognize you it. You won't recognize it's so it even. fast, like in terms of changing and so on. So, uh-huh. but an interesting place, very diverse, very multicultural. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a, a British school. Yeah. Um, initially, when I moved to uh, Qatar first. So, like uh, an international school. Yeah. So when I moved in '95, I moved basically from the village straight to a new country. So you know, I was in a place where. I, we had one small TV uh, mm. in our house. It was a black and white TV. Okay. Um, and uh, my mother raised us. My father was working in 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 Qatar mm-hmm. at that time. Um, what did he do? Do you know? He worked in the oil and gas industry. Ah, okay. Um, and so then he was able to. He worked in Saudi Arabia prior to that. Then he moved over to Qatar. Um, and then he invited us to uh, come stay with him because yeah. uh, the company offered a package for families, and so it's beautiful. Got up on a, on a you know made a new pa- pa- passport for the first time, and uh, it was like Good getting picture. on the plane for the first time. Uh, it was just I still have a full memory of that day when I left the home to the moment I got to uh, to Qatar. It was oh. just a new world for me. How old were you? Six, five. And yeah, you six, remember yeah. everything, and I think I remember everything. Wow. I, my dad gave us uh, chocolate, Kit Kat, mm. three o'clock in the morning. We landed from the <laughs> airport. We came home, and that was the first thing he gave. Wow, that was the first time I had chocolate. Why do you think you remember it so clearly? I think it was just it was it was life changing. Mm-hmm. You know, when when a moment in your life happens where it's sort of your life shifts. You remember those things, yeah, um, and, and and this this stick with you. So that had an impact on me. Yes, uh, it it changed my life. Um, you know, had I never had that opportunity and my I never moved to Qatar, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. That's true, right? Yeah, I I probably would still be in the village, mm, right? Or I might be somewhere else, right? But it it's just. It's funny how things happen, right? So yeah. Plus, I'm from Germany. Oh, uh, I moved here in 2006. Yeah. So just put that on there too. Well, exactly, right? Uh, so if I wouldn't have moved, you wouldn't be. Yeah. Even if you would be here, you wouldn't yeah. be on this podcast. Yeah. So it's. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 just it's it's funny how things work. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. So that happened, and uh, do you do you think about those things when things happen, and you like you go through it, and then afterwards you're like. How is this even possible? Oh, every day. I mean, I, I reflect on it uh, every time. Like when I am just sitting, I'm thinking about it sometimes. And, and I, even the other day I was thinking about it, like how like things would have been and, and how lucky I am to be where I am right now. Mm. Um, you, you know, opportunities and, and so on. Like it's just, it's just funny how things work out. So yeah, I, I definitely think about it. Do you know why you think about it? Is it because you you grateful? Yeah, you're grateful, but you're also you know as a human being you have curiosity, right? Like ah. so, you think about like what if what if that didn't happen? Where would I be? What would I be doing? Like you always want to wonder, right? Like mm. so, what could I've been or what could I've been doing, right? So it's 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 different. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you want to go back? I know you went a couple times back. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, ever since I came, I, I tried to visit back every year. Uh, there was only a period of, I would say, two years in between where I didn't go back. I mm-hmm. stayed here for two years, but I've gone back almost every year. Nice. Uh, sometimes How twice. long is the flight? 13 hours, just, just to Qatar. 
That's uh, not too bad. Yeah. That's not too bad. No, it's, you know. That's the same thing as you fly from Munich to Mexico City. Yeah, yeah. It's not too I bad. I mean, it just gets a little uh, interesting when you have a crying kid in the back and, mm. uh, yeah. you know, they're kicking throughout. So yeah. that's happened to me a couple of times. It's hard with kids. Yeah, it is. And as so me as a parent, I will be very defendant for the parents. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's tough, right? Some like, even as adults, like, traveling for 13 hours, it, you get tired, right? So yeah. I can't imagine, you okay, know, it's trying to... And they want to move. But yeah. Yeah, but I get it. It's it's like, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's 13 hours. Not so bad. No, I don't think. I mean, I've flown so many times and kind of gotten used to it. Mm. What what do you bring on a long flight? Do you have like any special items that you need? Like I try to travel as light as possible. So I, I prefer putting everything into a bag and checking that in. Mm. And then I generally just carry one bag with me and just as less stuff as possible. I don't like to travel. I don't like. Mm. too much stuff holding around it's just inconvenience like I you find. don't you don't need special socks or like you want to brush your no teeth i mean I, I i i generally pack like so i do pack a, a toothbrush uh with me yeah. um and 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 deodorant and so on you learn so those that are the essentials time. yeah yeah yeah. You know, next thing you want to be sitting on a plane with someone nice and you stink right so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be but um no i don't um I don't have anything else like a, a special pillow or anything like that. Uh, I really can't get comfortable on that seat. No, I am. No matter what you give me, unless you're flying business class, which yeah. is then a different kind of Have you ever had a shower on an airplane? No, I haven't. No, but I haven't. you know what? Qatar Airways, uh, they fly out planes from here that do have showers. I see that. Yeah, just got to work my way up to that. <laughs> yeah, those tickets I'm are still an like, economy guy. Uh, $22,000 for yeah, a ticket? Yeah. yeah, I'm good with my economy. Staying <laughs> humble, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep it real. Yes. I mean, like, w- ah, that's a lot of money. It is. But you know what? Um, if you have that money, then, yeah. you know, why not yeah. spend on it? Exactly. Yeah. Why, why not? Okay. So you got here, you said two, three years. Okay. And then, like, honestly, though, did your reaction when you first saw the Thunder Bay, what did you think? Not, you know, I don't think I had the same reaction that some other people do. Like, let's say someone coming from Toronto, for example, right? Mm -hmm. They might be shocked, like, where am I, right? But I was coming from Halifax. um, You know, it was somewhat of a medium city, too. It wasn't as big. Um, So from that perspective, it wasn't, you know, uh, something new or anything like that. But uh, I did see a lot more nature around mm. um you know so wherever you looked you kind of saw like a mountain or lake or something so that i like that because i mean i've always enjoyed uh a, living in a place which is sort of like surrounded by by yeah. that so Does it feel like home it feels like home yeah mm. i mean you know sometimes just driving out and looking at in summertime you see the fields and so on so it just kind of you know takes you back home right the vegetation, so, yeah yes. so it's just it's not home but it it's close to home right? it's that feeling you get it's that feeling yeah. yeah yeah so um so you know i i had like no real major cultural shock as you would say no uh, i mean i would say the weather was a bit of a surprise mm. uh, it was hot and then it got really cold in in winter <laughs> and it was a different kind of cold than from halifax so yeah that was a bit of uh, adjustment. 
It's true. Weather actually was an adjustment for me when I moved to Canada. Mm. Uh, I don't think culture was a huge shock for me because uh, I went to a, a British school. Um, mm. You know, I had, you know, different friends. I had actually more friends from around the world than my own like country. Um, and uh, I mean, I still stay in touch with a lot of uh, my friends. And uh, yeah. so it was from that perspective, coming to Canada wasn't like anything different mm. um, because it is a very multicultural society but plus also like you know you sort of see the similarities between yeah uh, between here and there so you would say it's almost the same qatar and canada in a way well depends depends on what perspective you're looking at i mean you know i think qatar is very modern and stuff but it is still somewhat conservative um not extreme like i mean you know you can you can dress how you want, but you still have to follow, follow the moral codes of the country and mm -hmm. so on. But uh, yeah, it's 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 different. Yeah. Uh, but um, in terms of you know, uh, like for example, roads and so on, it's very same, it's similar. Yes. In many cases, actually, I think Qatar has better roads than Canada. I believe so yeah. much. Yeah. 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 They have all the Lamborghinis there, right? Yeah, they have all the Lamborghinis, so they need some <laughs> nice uh, roads for that, yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Do they, they have, do they have a problem with melting roads? No. No, eh? But they, they, they are implementing some cool technology right now uh, to control the temperature because they're going to be doing the FIFA World Cup. Ah. Yeah, so... Yes. Is that next year? Is this still happening? 2022. 2022. Yeah. Okay. Well, so far it is. Yeah, it should be. We'll see. Maybe the world is back to normal by then. Yeah, the world is back to normal. And honestly speaking, that region is somewhat hot and cold sometimes too. So not necessarily in Qatar, but, you know, mm. surrounding areas, if something happens, it could could impact, could have effect on it. Yeah. Hey, how come you are not wearing this blue fancy suit today? Like when on social media, you're just like... I'm not on camera. You are always dressed <laughs> like to the max, you know? I you was know, like, I was thinking today, I'm just gonna like, if you come in here and you're super dressed up, I'd be like, wow. <laughs> I thought about it, but I was like, there's no camera, so I could, I could wear my sweatpants. <laughs> I have two types of clothes in my wardrobe. It's either, uh, you know, dress shirts or, or sweatpants yes. and hoodies. Uh, I, there's no in between. Okay. And when you go to work, you you have the fancy clothes on? Yeah. I, I try to dress professional when I go to work. Um I just think that it's, you know, it's work, and and you should treat it as as that. And uh, do you uh, do you feel power when you put on different clothes? Do you feel like people react to you differently? Yeah, I I I, I have gone through that. So I mean, I was in university um, as a student, and I would walk into an office, and nobody would look at me twice. And then when I became an executive, and I walk in with a suit on, I would get different treatment. So, I mean, I, I noticed that. Mm, um, yeah, obviously. I, I, I wouldn't, I mean, yeah, I think you can say that you, you get, you know, your sort of power, but mm. I think it's more so a confidence. Um, yeah. You know, and... You and walk differently? I don't think I walk differently, but I think it's just that, you know, when you walk in and, and, and someone looks at you and you're, you're dressed nicely, like you grab attention, right? And, and so if you're, especially if you're in a work field and you're going and you're trying to do something or get something, you want to be able to, you know, get the other person's attention so you can get what you need, uh, yep. what you need done. What, uh, what do you like better? 
suits or today? Oh, I like today. You like I, today? I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I wear them because I have to wear them for work. Yeah. But uh, sweatpants and hoodies, like that's just that's the way to that's go. That's the way to go. Yeah. Okay. If I have to like stay in these, then this is my go-to. Do you have like a private office? Uh, well, I was working at uh, Lakehead. Mm-hmm. Uh, my term ended in uh, June. Oh, it did. Yeah, so I I did that role for four years. That's beautiful. Uh, and then uh, they hired me back as a consultant. Ah. Um, so I'm working from home. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this is actually my third month as a consultant, and uh, my last month also. Yeah. And then we'll see where life takes me next. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Does do you do you worry sometimes? Or do you? Are you very confident? I uh, I don't. I mean, you, you know, I uh, I think there's a bit of both. Mm. Um, I think it's it's human nature to to be worried. Yeah. Uh, I think even when people say I'm not worried, or they put on like a you know a confidence posture and so on, mm. you know, inside you're still you're trying to hide that that worriedness, right? Like you're putting on you're putting on. Uh, an image could be yeah but I, i i i worry sometimes i worry uh but um you know i'm also like a firm believer in whatever is meant to be it it's gonna happen uh-huh. uh and so i i i sort of live with that model that uh, gives you a lot of power like in your mind and your confidence yeah of right? course it yeah. it gives me a lot more confidence a lot more control over my own emotions and and how i feel mm. and so i i generally like you know i i will do my best in whatever i'm doing and then you know whatever destiny has written it will come your way yeah. and if it's not meant to be then you know you just move on mm-hmm. it's it's i mean it's sometimes harder but uh yeah but yeah. you get this feeling i think sometimes i f- i find like when things happen and they fall into pieces and then It just happens, and that's good. It's like almost like you're supposed to be on that way. Yeah. And then when you try something else and it's not happening, maybe it's like you shouldn't do that anyways. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lesson in everything that, that happens in life, right? Um, whether you're going through a hardship or, you know, you're going through a, a good moment. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you should constantly be thinking about, uh, you know, uh, how if, if you're going through a tough time, I think you should, you know, think that good times will follow. Yeah, and if you're in good times, just remember that this is not how life is. There will be bad times too, and so it's important to learn to deal with with both. I agree. I think my dad always said, if you can, if there's something that's thrown at you and it's it's bad stuff, it's for you. It means you can get through it. Mm-hmm. No, it's getting hard though. I mean, you know, when I look around in in today's world and. It, social media has has sort of like just changed the way we live and think and and feel and everything right so it's it's had a huge impact on like human psychology in my opinion in the last 10 years especially the the next generation coming up um you almost like i mean these days you look at kids they almost look for satisfaction Uh, through what they post and how many likes they get and what kind of comments they get right mm. and that almost defines their life and and, and their you know social circle yes when did you get your first phone do you remember yeah i was in grade 12 so that would be yeah. uh, so i did up to grade 
thirteen because the British system has same uh, yeah same same for the German system too. So um, I got my first phone grade twelve, actually grade eleven. Grade eleven was a Nokia brick phones. You know those ones? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah, those yeah, that yeah, I yeah. had. Yeah, yeah, I had the mat- Matrix one. Oh, yeah. the green one with the slider. You press the yeah. button and it slides open. I had I that was, too later on. Yeah, I was, I was so cool. Oh, I could imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had my Nokia brick phone, uh, and then. Uh, did you play Snake a lot? I played a lot of Snake. Yeah. And then I got the one with two cameras. Wow. Front and back. Oof. Oh, and that was just like... Game changer. Game changer, yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would take it out all the time. Nice. Yeah. But um, my first smartphone was actually when I came to Thunder Bay, oh. 2012, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I used a tiny little Nokia before that. Mm. Yeah. It's funny how they got big and then they started making them small again. Because, yeah. you know, early, like, 2006, seven, like, they started making them more slim. And mm-hmm. it's like, and then we sort of went back onto, like, giant phones, you know. Yeah, it is. And flip phones, right? If you, they would open yeah. up and they would be bigger in that way. Yeah. But super slim. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I, I miss that. I, um, it was simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think now, you know... I almost have to put this away sometimes because I feel like I'm so invested into it. Yeah. I'm constantly, I wake up in the morning, I have to look what email, what message, um, you know, and, and obviously now with constant connectivity, you have people from all over the world messaging you and stuff. So with time difference, you wake up, so you're constantly on it, right? So mm-hmm. I almost feel like we should just go back to yeah with those but then you know it's also much more convenient when you have to buy something and you just slide over (laughs) yeah i think it's a good thing and a bad thing yeah everything has it and and like i enjoy that i can contact people that are like far away Mm -hmm. i get what you mean how do you control it yeah you how do you do it do you just do you have screen time on or whatever or you do you track it or you just put it away sometimes i just put it away i mean sometimes i'll just put it away and just purposely just if the battery's running out i'll let let it run out and then you know an hour later i'll be like okay i need to charge it so Uh i try to take a break from it um i've started like using my computer more for email checking and so on and then i've sort of started putting times into so i'm not constantly checking my email it's more like every couple of hours Mm -hmm. so just doing some of those things that uh yeah, especially if you work from home too, right? Yeah. You so, have to get but the messages in. Exactly. But you know what? Like in, in the world that we live in, especially with this pandemic and stuff, thank God for all this technology because how else would you be connected, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're right. There's pros and cons to it. And I just feel like we should take control and not the phone should take control over us, right? It as long be. as you can control it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's where the struggle is. There's a fine line. Yeah. And people can't admit it. Yeah. You know? Oh, we all have we all have that problem, right? Yeah. I think so, everybody does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, I, I, you know, I look at my parents. They never had it. And uh, just a couple of years ago, we got them smartphones so they can, like, stay in touch and and so on. And this last time I went back and TV's on and my dad's on his phone. And I'm like, wow, times have changed. I used to get a lecture <laughs> from you and now uh, <laughs> I should tell you what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can see like it has, you know, it grabs attention. Everybody wants to be just on it. It's addictive. It's like we, we drive for information though, right? Mm-hmm. Like the drive for what's happening in the world yeah. is in your, in your hands. But don't you think that's overwhelming? Yes, it can be. I think we live in an age of too much information. Too much information. And, and, you know, people don't take the time to 
look through it right now, right? Like, you know, you get your news by whatever the headline is. Mm. You're not going to read the rest of the article. So the headline could be whatever. Yeah. And and that's how you're scrolling through. Or And these days, you know, now you're going on Instagram and you're looking at memes and these things. That's where you get your news from. Yeah. Right? Or you go on, like, Twitter and you see some, like, what's trending and that's how you get your news from. Like, you don't dig for information anymore. I mm. think it's just sort of like you look for whatever is trending and that's it. This is what's happening. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, I, I mean, yes, it's it's a lot of information is accessible, but it's... Are we really looking into it or are we just like going with whatever is presented to us? Very good. Yeah. It's almost like automatically presented to you. Yeah. You it's and then you some a lot of people probably just consume it maybe and then yeah. other people like no, I want to look it into my myself into it. Right. And that's where the danger of, of misconceptions and all this comes from, right? It as we were talking earlier before the show started, is um you would look at something, you read it and that's it. You won't investigate whether that's, you know, a fake picture, an old picture, a new picture, or if this is from somewhere else and what the real story is and what different newspapers are. So, so then you build your misconception and you build your mm. image about something. And that's 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 where the negatives are of, of, of this. Yeah. And we all fall in that trap. Probably. I guess so. How's your tea? Really good. I get uh, cream, two cream and two sugar. Two sugar and two cream. And yeah. then you said it's a special kind of tea. Steep tea. Steep tea. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. It's just like black tea. Oh, it's black yeah. tea. but It's the closest thing to chai. Ah. That's why I get it, yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, being brown, I think the tea is like my go-to thing. Mm. You yeah. like rooibos? What Roy is Bush? that? That's an African tea. I've never had it. Yeah, there's no caffeine in that one. Oh, really? So it's like... it's. It's a very big one from that continent, and it's like you can you you get it flavored too if you want. Mm-hmm. So Roy Bush, it's actually quite good. Yeah, yeah, because some people can't have the caffeine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, no, I um, I only discovered this a couple of years ago, mm. uh, and so I was like, oh, this is uh, this is tasty. <laughs> so 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 every now and then I drive through and I and I get it. I mean, I I make my tea at home myself. Yeah, um, yeah. I like that. I make the same thing for my yeah, coffee. Yeah, you're a big coffee drinker. Oh yeah, really big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never really got into coffee. Like I mean, that. I never drank it growing up. Mm. Um, first time I tried coffee was when I came to Canada. It's yeah. not that we didn't have coffee back home. It's just that I never tried it. I mean, I've had Arabic coffee, mm. uh, Ethiopian coffee. Yeah, uh, those are different. Turkish coffee, like so, those are very strong, but with very sugar? strong. Yeah. yeah, no sugar, no sugar. So Arabic coffee, you get like a tiny shot glass, uh-huh. and they put that coffee in there, and so you eat dates because uh-huh. they're sweet. That's beautiful. And so that kind of like neutralizes. Yes, the, I like yeah. that. Yeah. So you, you kind of control it, right? But it's very strong. Yeah. If you want to wake up, just take a shot of that. It's, and what happens if you take two? Oh, well, you just get a little too hyper. <laughs> you feel your heart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that part of the world, it's, it's, it's very different, very interesting. Yeah. it's. I heard that you, you drink hot beverages also in the desert. Oh, yeah. Because if you drink cold, your body actually gets hotter. Because... Because it has to warm up the cold water. Hmm. I, I I have never heard of that. I'm sure there's there's truth to that. But I mean, also I think, you know, uh, in the old times you didn't have f- facilities to keep cold cold drinks either, right? Mm. So 
tea and sort of things were what what people had. But cold drinks is really a modern phenomena if you really look at it. I don't think even in Europe they were drinking cold drinks or so on, right? Like everybody had coffee or like whatever. Like mm. I'm Just, sure they had like wine and so on. Yeah, cold yeah. beer though. Yeah, cold beer. I don't not or maybe I don't know if as ice cold <laughs> like chilled to perfection, but I'm sure they chilled it. You think they drank all warm beer? I don't know. I mean, the closest thing I've had, like, is a you know soda. I, I don't drink, so I mm -hmm. I wouldn't know the the I. But I've heard like a, a ch chilled beer is, is like you know yeah it's satisfying. So yes, I'm assuming it's the same as a chilled uh, Pepsi or something. <laughs> I think you can compare this. Yeah, I think you can. I think it makes sense, especially like on a hot summer day, mm -hmm. and then you come home and then you you just want a cold one. Yeah. <clears throat> Ah, well, how come you you avoid drinking? Uh, religious reason. Okay. Yeah. Because do you want to elaborate a little bit? I would be interested. Yeah. So, um, in in Islamic faith, um, you don't you're not allowed to drink. Okay. Um, and we don't consume pork. Uh, but you can eat uh, chicken, beef, uh, seafood, and so on. Um, pork is the only thing that's uh, forbidden, or any carnivore. Uh huh. Um, And uh, drinking is not allowed because it, um, you know, you you don't have control over your mind. Mm -hmm. It changes. Yeah, it changes. So, I can see that. So there is, you know, that aspect. Now, of course, I mean, there's exceptions to that. If you are in a place where you don't have water and you're dying of thirst and wine happens to be the only thing, then you're allowed to drink mm. and, and you're allowed to eat pork, right? But it's, it's just... yeah. Those are exceptions, extreme exceptions. I don't think uh, anybody has sort of gone through those. I think that would be the same as like there's a vegan and he's like they, they was they were on an airplane and it crashed somewhere and then they have to eat meat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry, survival. Yeah, yeah survival. When it yeah. comes down to survival, things change a little bit. Oh yeah, in, in the religion, when it comes to your life, it takes priority over anything else so in that case like you know let's say you're praying and and your life happens to be in danger you can break your prayer and and you know so life is you you take care of your body and your life and so on right so. yeah is it in in your religion the body is a temple too is it in the way Yeah, I mean, you know, you're supposed to take care of your body. Yeah. Um, you know, it it is a blessing uh, from God, so that's sort of the belief. And yeah. then, you know, you're supposed to protect it and, and, and take care of it. I like it. Yeah. I did know the, about the pork, but I didn't know about the alcohol. I thought it was okay. but uh, No, so I mean... If you really want to get into a like a historical context, uh, when you know the the message was coming down, uh, initially there was a brief period in time where drinking was allowed, uh -huh. um, and then a couple of people were drunk and they were praying, and then you know the rule changed. Mm -hmm. God said, um, "Can't drink no more." Yeah, and then no more drinking. Yeah, it's good. Well, I save a lot of money. Mm -hmm. No, I have huge respect for that. It's good. I like it. And it's it's just good to know about it, I think. Because not a lot, I don't think everybody knows that. Yeah, I think, you know, and that's why I, when we were talking earlier, like I like when, like, you know, I don't find, you know, often people are like, oh, well, is it offensive I asked this or that? I'm like, it's not offensive. Like I am more than happy. I get, I'm actually happy when people ask me, you know, why don't you do this? Or what does your religion say about this? And, you mm -hmm. know, where do you come from? And is it true that this happened and all that? 
I like those kind of questions because that's an opportunity for me to teach you. Yes. I would rather have you learn from me than scrolling through social media and, and seeing a headline or, or something, right? Yes. And that's, I think, that's where the education comes from and then people learn and then you sort of like, you know, okay, well, I see why why they do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I I mean, I'm always happy when people ask me. Um, I have many friends, uh, you know, who have different faiths and, you know, some drink, some don't drink. Yeah. Um, and I have, you know, no problem with that. I think everybody makes their own choices and their own their, their own life, and mm-hmm. I, I don't have a problem with that. As long as you're not doing something to hurt others, uh, you do what you got to do. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. If the decision you make is in, to the benefit of all. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I think your actions have to, you know, reflect... Uh, on, on, on society mm. in a positive way. Yes. If you think about it, I think that's really good. So non-alcoholic beer, would that be something? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've had, uh, so there's this uh, non-alcoholic beer. It's called Barbie Can. It's very popular in the Middle East. And ah, okay. it comes in different flavors. You can actually buy it at Superstore too. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll drop off a, a case or something. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you'll get the buzz or not, but uh, it has a nice uh, flavor to it. Also, it's in it's um. You get it in different flavors. You get the malt flavor. You get ah. like pomegranate. Uh, my favorite. Uh, you get uh, lemon. Mm. Yeah, there's different flavors. But it's beer. Well, I, I would say it's carbonated drink because there's no alcohol in it. So ah, I I don't okay. know if it's uh, if it would be considered a beer or not mm. okay. i don't know the science behind it i guess no that makes sense interesting and then now i usually i ask if you every guest i usually ask do you meditate and so for you that would be not applicable right no no it is, is so it? meditation is prayer okay um so we do five time prayers mm. um and, and i do that Okay. Um, and, and that's my meditation and, uh, it's, it's the same concept. It's, uh, you know, you cleanse yourself. So you wash your face, hands, ah. um, and then you, you pray. And so, you know, there's, if, if someone who's never seen a prayer before and they see someone praying, they might think they're doing a yoga, mm-hmm. uh, but it's sort of, you know, you, you have certain, um, I guess movements that you have to do. Yes. Uh, it takes about max, I would say, three to four minutes each uh, prayer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Some are very short, some are long. Are they very time specific? Yeah. So there's a morning prayer, uh, which is before sunrise. So at the uh, first light of uh, dusk, so when, you know, the very first light comes up uh, just before the sunrise, um, that's when the time starts. Yeah. And then it ends right when the sun comes up. When you see it? Yeah. yeah, so I mean, these days you have apps, so you just kind of like look at one time sunrises ah, and you okay. pray before that. Mm. Uh, and then you have the afternoon prayer. Um, and then you have sort of like, uh, not evening, but just before that, uh, there's a prayer right there. Um, and then you have a prayer um, at uh, sundown. Yes. And then you have a night prayer. How late is a night prayer? Uh, it depends on, on the season and ah. summertime, it gets, uh, quite late. Mm. Um, 
but in winter time it's it's, it's shorter yeah. yeah so you have so it's not like you know you have to do your prayer as soon as that happens you have a bit of time so you know you might the afternoon prayer has like 3 4 hours and if you can't perform it in those 3 4 hours you can do it later but it's recommended that you do it during the time yes yeah it takes about 3 to 4 minutes that's um, beautiful yeah and so you do uh um you know wash your hands um and uh, ovulation, I think that's what it's called. I, I don't know the, mm. the the English name of it. Do you use your mother tongue then in the prayings? I use Arabic. Yeah. So Arabic. my mother tongue would be Punjabi. Ah. Yeah, but uh, Arabic is, is so every Muslim learns Arabic. That's like uh, the official language. Yeah, because the Quran is written in Arabic. Ah, okay. And so, um, so you read everything in Arabic mm. and uh, you say your prayers in Arabic too. And there's of, of there's translations to them, yeah. Um, and you know, so how was that to learn that language? It wasn't hard for me. Um, I mean, because I, my mother tongue is Punjabi. Yeah. Then I learned to speak Urdu. Now Urdu is the national language of Pakistan, ah. um, and it's a language that was derived from Farsi and Arabic. And a bit of Hindi, ah. uh, and so it sounds. Um, the letters are same as Arabic, mm. and but there are more letters in Urdu than there are in Arabic, because mm. it's directly taken from Farsi. Mm-hmm. And so, from that perspective, it wasn't a huge curve for me. Yes. I mean, it would be different. Let's say someone is German and they're learning Arabic. It it it's a little bit tougher because. Two different letters. It's like French and Spanish. If you know Spanish, you can pick yeah. up French really yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah, because it's the same letters, right? Or the same concept. Whereas, yeah. you know, Arabic and Urdu and, and Farsi are very similar. Okay. So you can speak... How many languages do you speak? So I speak three languages. And then Arabic is sort of what I read. Uh, uh, and I used to speak conversational Arabic. Mm-hmm. But ever since moving to Canada and speaking more English all the time, I sort of have lost that. Yes. But I understand some words here and there still. And I'm sure if I go back to it, it I can pick it up. Yeah, yeah. it comes down. It yeah. comes back so quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like a bicycle. Yeah. You haven't driven it for 10 years. You yeah, go back exactly. On there. Yeah. yeah. So they, they sound very different. I mean, when you speak Urdu, it sounds very different from Arabic. But there are some words that are very similar. Uh, but yeah, so I I read that in Arabic. I like that. That's an ancient language, right? Arabic is pretty old. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, not as old old as Hebrew. Okay. Um, and some of the other languages, but it is old language. Um, I actually am very fascinated by languages, mm. so I I sometimes like read into it and you know look into the depth of where something came from how they evolved and so on so yeah. in the future i hope that one day i get a chance to sort of like uh, study formally in, in into languages mm. uh, do, do you believe into that story where they built this tower uh i don't know was it the tower, tower of ba- 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 babylon yeah, yeah, yeah. You, like this is this is this a, like a legend is it a is it a i don't i'm like i'm not the expert on this yeah 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 so you know, there are stories in the Quran that are very similar to stories in Bible ah. and then similar to Hebrew. Um, and actually, um, you know, we're on topic of religion. So um, I like it. Uh, Muslims are, are, we believe in the prophets of Christianity and Judaism. 
So we believe in Jesus Christ, we believe in Moses, we believe in Joseph, and so on, all the prophets that have come all the way to Abraham. What does that mean you believe in them? So in order to be a Muslim, you have to believe in those prophets. So you know how, because uh, it's all Abrahamic faith, so Judaism, Christianity, Islam, uh-huh. uh, all come from Abraham. Okay. Um, and so we believe in all the prophets and the messengers that have come. I see. Um, and there's obviously sl- slight variations in, in some of the stories that we believe in and, and some of the stories that are in, in, in the Bible or, or the uh, Torah. Mm. But um, back to your question of the story of... Uh, Babylon. Yeah, Babylon. The, so Babylon is mentioned in the Quran, it, but specifically the tower is not. I, I don't think so. Mm. Um, but it might have been mentioned in one of the like prophet's narrations. Uh, but I, I haven't come across that, so I wouldn't know. Um, but I don't think it's it's mentioned. Yeah. Like it could be there. Yeah. yeah. It gets very complicated in, in, in you know, those sort of matters. So if it's, if it's not in the Quran, is that the proper pronunciation? Yeah. Okay. If it's not in there, is it still like something you, you are allowed to, um, talk about and yeah yeah absolutely like assess yeah yeah so you know a lot of times i think people think that uh islam sort of suppresses uh other ideas and so on it's actually false um good you know if you look at um science and technology muslims have contributed huge in 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 during the golden era of islam right and and so you look at algebra for example Mm -hmm. where did it come from right algebra right so Um, mathematics and science and it's encouraged um, in Islam. Um, it, this, this is where I think the church and, and, and the mosque sort of differed. I think in the Middle Ages, the church sort of suppressed uh, science. It was control. It was controlled. And, and whereas we have in Islam, it, you know, science is, is highly valued. Mm. Um, now, obviously, I mean, there are certain things that, you know, Uh, for example, there are certain beliefs that, you know, there might be some conflict on. Yeah. But um, generally, yeah, so science and, and technology and so on, it's, it's encouraged. Do you know why? I think it's, I mean, you know, it's sort of, it stems back to the narrat- narrations of the prophet too and and the prophet encouraged knowledge yeah. and to seek knowledge of 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 the you know the surroundings and the world and and so on and mm-hmm. and 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 it sort of stems from that and it's important to to know i mean you know we believe in the fact that uh, yes you know there is a message from god but god has also given us brain to think yeah and and to uh to make decisions I like that. Right. So, I mean, in, in Islamic theology, um, the, the belief is that everything, every living thing in the world is in a constant state of worship, except for humans. Okay. For they have a conscious choice. Uh, right. Yeah. So we choose whether we want to pray or not. Okay. It doesn't matter how you pray and who you pray to, but at the end of the day, we have a choice. It's true. Right. So, I mean, this is like sort of like getting really into theology and It's stuff. It's almost like you you have a choice, right? Yeah. 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 What about animals, though? So, uh, like, they would have a, they, they would, is that the animals would be? I don't, I mean, I, that's getting 
way into into depth but i mean if you go into depth there's there is narrations on on sort of everything and all there and and that's where like i think you know it gets very complicated um so mm. um it's it's i'm sure it, it we can talk about that in more depth i remember my mom told me a story uh we had a dog when i grew up mm-hmm. and you know i was really close to the dog and i was a child mm-hmm. so i had no perspective or maybe i was innocent in my thinking mm-hmm. and i always thought my dog would understand me and like like my dog like there would be a there would be somebody in there just like i am in here yeah yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah so one day my mom said michael that's that's not what it is <laughs> it was like that was like a moment of like where i would almost not believe it right because it was like a moment of innocence was taken away yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean you know uh, the prophet has said that uh, you know you should treat animals with respect and so you know animals have rights so if you if you are abusing an animal and so on i mean that that's wrong and you will um you know there will be justice for that mm. right so there is a uh, guide i guess there is guidelines in islam on how to how to treat animals and so you know if you have pets and so on you should treat them with respect and of course with care and love uh that's something that it's the prophet had a pet cat too right uh, so it's um so okay. it's, those are the things like you know you take those from the narrations and and you try to apply it in your life i like it yeah. how come the sun is so important with the praying because it's in the if i'm not mistaken it's the sun is associated with also direction right no so uh, the direction is more so we we pray towards the kaaba ah, okay. uh which is the black building mm. uh in in Saudi Arabia in Mecca that's where the pilgrimage is it yeah, pilgrim? the pilgrimage yeah. takes place yeah so the kaaba is in in there ah. uh, and so you face towards the kaaba and so the okay. the the islamic belief is that abraham was the one that built uh, built the kaaba oh, well the first one was built by adam Yeah. And then Abraham like built uh, it again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. We're getting really deep into this now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fascinated. Yeah. Because I like that I like it. Yeah. So you so you face towards the Kaaba uh in your prayers. Yeah. And the sun is sort used more as a as a guideline as time. So you know, daytime this is a prayer, nighttime this is a prayer, right? So mm. Yeah. and the and the prayer is is five prayers daily and, and you know when you look at the translation of the prayers they're basically seeking uh, you know you're praying to god to keep you on the right path and and to avoid you know doing wrong and 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 that's sort of the general translation of it okay and you do that five times daily and the idea is, is to constantly be in that state to remind you so yeah you know so you you're doing good in in your life and in society and so on i like that Do you do you, can you um is it possible for you to add things like where you like with meditation for example some mm-hmm. people they visualize themselves in a situation or they let um they play like if you would if I would have a public speaking thing and I would be super nervous they already <coughs> go through it in their mind in meditation is that something you can in, include or 
So that's something that you can do separately. I mean, the prayers are very structured, and they, okay. and so they have. Uh, you know, you have to say what what is written. Ah, um, okay. right. And and so you can obviously after that do additional stuff. So if you want to sit there and and visualize or you know think about something you you're absolutely allowed to do that mm-hmm. meditation is encouraged in 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 the religion and and yeah. that you know prayer is a meditation but also there's other forms of meditation and they're encouraged yeah uh, because it you know it is prayer does not solve everything it does solve your problems but you still have to put the effort in right yeah. so you still have to do your work so you can't just pray to god and expect to have a brand new laptop or whatever you can pray you can ask for it but mm-hmm. you still have to go and work for it right yes. it doesn't work like that it's not like a instant cash reward but it keeps you on your path right it does it does i mean and then you know that's where like everybody has their own sort of way of thinking and so on and so for me it's you know that like i i i do believe in 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 god and and i and i you know i i i it that's just sort of like how i grew up and yes i mean i i had a time period in between where i sort of questioned the idea of of whether there is god or not mm, do you want to go into that i think that's too deep yeah okay yeah maybe another time maybe yeah. another time yeah but i mean you know um it it's just my personal belief and you know i respect if it, that. if it if it you know i i don't like to project it onto others i don't go around telling everybody this is what you should follow and this is how it should be done no but it's it's, it's just like that works for me and if something else works for you that's great right mm-hmm. like but it's just we were you should respect everybody's yeah. beliefs and so i agree we are all the same Ab- absolutely yeah so this is like this this way of life and the perspective you you're having this is like very important to you and you are helping people with this too, right? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously you're helping people, but I think, you know, a bigger impact of this on me is that I'm able to control my emotions. I'm able to control what I'm thinking and, you know, how I approach something and and the patience or whatever. So faith helps with that. Uh, Yeah. I see. And then I meant though that the perspective of, everybody can do or believe in what they want that's something you promote right yeah absolutely uh, i mean you know uh, even in in the quran actually there is a, a um, we call it ir there's a line lakum dinukum waliyadin so basically what it means is to you is your deen and to me is my deen okay deen is faith or religion and stuff so that what that's saying is that whatever you believe in is your choice and whatever i believe in is my mm. choice right yes and now i'm trying to get this to the point you you been recognized for your work on that as well right you got that respect award yeah yeah that was uh 2016 i believe yeah mm, yeah the fifth annual yeah that's that year you got it yeah and yeah. thunder bay is uh respect award yeah you so there's a lot of work you do with people in that field where you 
help people? Yeah, you know, I, I've always believed in the uh, people-to-people contact. And, you know, going back to when I was saying that I, I encourage people to ask me questions about my faith and my, you know, ethnicity and stuff. And I promote that. I I, I did a lot of work uh, at the university doing, like, multicultural days, for example. So we have so many different people at Lakehead. And this one year I, I organized an event um, where I, again, personal friends and so on that I knew um, to come set up their tables uh, from their countries. And we gave each group $200 mm. uh, to go and buy their food and bring it out. So in the Agora, this is the building inside Lakehead, Okay, there were over 20 countries that wow. set up their tables, and it was so colorful. You could travel the whole world. Yes. Um, and that was the first one that we did in 2014. Mm. And since then, it has been held at Lakehead every year. Ah. Yeah, so I I believe in that. I think, you know, we can solve a lot of problems by just bringing people together. And I love food. So what better is there than food and and music together? So It's very true. Yeah. Very true. I I mean, I always invite uh, all my friends here over and I cook all the time and mm. and so this is I like sharing my culture. Yes. I like that. Why did you, where does it come from, that feeling of um, highlighting other cultures? Like, how did you come up with that idea? I, I think, you know, uh, we are living in a in a globalized world. Um, I also went to a school which was very um, multicultural. And uh, at that time, you know, around 99, when I joined the British school and, and started uh, my studies there, um, my teacher introduced uh, the word globalization, mm-hmm. right? So the concept of globalization. Yeah, we had so, it too. Yeah, so it's I, funny. I, I, you know, we studied in depth, and you know, it was sort of like always brought around and and thrown at us, and and you know, what is globalization and how the world has changed and so on. So, yeah. you know, those things kind of stick in your mind, right? So, mm-hmm. I was working at multicultural center at Lakehead, and um, yeah, it was just my supervisor asked me to arrange something around culture and so on. So I was like, why don't we do culture days? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, also stems, you know, um, my parents, uh, they have always, um, we, when we're living in Qatar, you know, they would invite my friends over who were from different, uh, backgrounds and they would cook for them and so on. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you sort of look at those things, right. And there's no harm in sharing a little bit of flavor. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, food is big, right? Food is huge. Yeah, it's a good a breaker. Like you come, al- you get all get together, and you can sit together, mm-hmm. and then y- you can talk, and you get to know. <laughs> How did you say that with the flavors? Yeah, it's just good to share flavor. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Damn, yeah. you come up with that? Uh, well, yeah, I guess <laughs> unless someone else has already come up with that, <laughs> uh, you can have it. You yeah. it's yours. We'll trademark it. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's good. Yeah, so, I mean, it, you know, I have some Italian friends over here and, uh, you know, I'll invite them over. I'll make butter chicken or I'll make, uh, you know, I'll do a barbecue or whatever and uh, mm-hmm. they enjoy it, right? And then vice versa, like I, I get to taste their food. Yeah. So. Yeah. You like sauerkraut? Sorry? You like sauerkraut, traditional German food? Never had it. No, eh? No. Okay, you like bratwurst? Like sausages? You like sausages? 
Uh, I as long as they're yeah. chicken, yeah. chicken or beef, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I have them, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, ah, that's good. Yeah, we're actually where we um, in Qatar, the community that we lived in. It was a housing community provided by the company that my dad worked in. So it was a pretty big compound, uh, mm-hmm. all different nationalities. The head of that recreational activities for the entire community of about five thousand people. Wow, that was German. Ah. Uh, Klaus, that was his name. He just recently retired. Mr. Klaus. Mr. Klaus. He was indeed a Mr. Klaus. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Very nice guy, yeah. Yeah. So he just moved back to Germany. Uh, So, yeah, okay. So why did you say he was Mr. Klaus? I don't know. I just kind of went along with you. Okay. Just to kind of fit in to look cool, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I get it. Um. So he he had some German cuisine, you know, like cooking sometimes there. Yeah, he had a couple of times, but um, I'm just like you know, I I never really tasted anything German. I, I guess sausages. Would hamburger sell? hamburger be German or what? Like, uh, yeah, maybe they originated. From I there. think they originated yeah, from there. Yeah, right? so yeah. Yeah, that counts. I've had a couple of those. Yeah, or like um, what about potato salad? Yeah, I've had potato salad. Is that German? In a certain way, maybe sometimes yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go with Germany. Yeah. It's a little bit more traditional, but you know, there's other potato salads from other countries. Well, you know, there's ev- I think every kind of food. It's it's funny how it, especially when you look at like, you know, Mediterranean and Middle East. There's so much overlap, uh. and then from there you move over to like the subcontinent, so India, Pakistan, Iran. There's a lot of overlap, and mm. you can see that like there's a lot of similarities. Um, a couple of years ago, I had an Italian roommate, and so I my mom made some parathas. It's just a flatbread yes. that you eat for breakfast, um, flour with baked in um, or fried in oil. Yeah, really tasty. Garlic. Very unhealthy for you, but All who right. cares? Garlic? No, no garlic in there. Eh? It's just plain. Okay. So um, I brought them from home. Mm. frozen and then i would make them every day and so i would give it to him too and and so he said oh we have some things like that in italy too Uh, right so it's like you know ingredients are there there's similarities between foods all across if you look at it yes um i was um a while back i was um i posted uh, a picture of some dish a middle eastern dish and a mexican friend of mine said oh we have something like that in mexico Mm. so then i sort of thought about that and i'm like i see where the connection is because the arabs came all the way up to spain in the middle ages yeah right and then spanish went over to south america it's true so there's overlap of food there too right yeah wherever they traveled they traveled and then like they or they went somewhere else and they took it with them the culture yeah or the food right red red chili is such a popular uh, you know ingredient in indian and pakistani cuisine and it it didn't even originate in India. It oh. came from Mexico. The okay. Portuguese brought it. Ah, so this is funny how some things go around, right? Mm-hmm. So you studied engineering, right? Yeah. What kind of engineering? Mechanical. Mechanical. So that's like. Don't ask me any engineering questions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will not. But what does it like? What is mechanical engineering? Deals with mechanics. So, you know, you have basically a component of mechanical engineering in everything around you. The microphone that you have in front of you, the laptop, you know, 
anything moving, anything like a car. Car, yeah. yeah. Car is huge. I mean, car is like right where mechanical engineers are involved, right? And then you get into specifics, like you know, you do whatever field. If you're in sound technology, or like you know, you go into like um, engine and so on. So there's many different. Mm depths that you can go into what but generally it it um, captures the the study of mechanics i like that why did you pick that huh is it still from your parents yes kind of yeah uh, so my parents pushed me towards a science uh, profession from a young age uh, i struggled at times but i kind of like just stuck with it and went through it and there are aspects of it in science that i really enjoy mm. Uh, and there are other aspects that I struggled with. Um, and then, you know, when I did my A-levels, I had to pick uh, courses. And I picked math, physics, science, uh, chemistry, oh, right? physics too? Okay. I did physics too, right? Nice. So, um, and then I, when I went to university, then the logical sense was to enroll into an engineering program. Okay. Uh, and so I, I, you know, I wouldn't say it was a fairy tale journey. I think I struggled at times in my engineering course. I mean, you know, when you're not into something fully, mm. um, you sometimes struggle. So there were courses that I really enjoyed and I wanted to study. And there were other courses that I was just like, what is this? I can't understand this, right? So okay. this is like a hit and miss for me. Yes. But you you finished it, right? Yeah, got through it. Yeah, you you did it. You done. You graduated. So that's like a it's a bachelor. Is that correct? Bachelors. Yeah. 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 So when did you graduate? Uh well, technically, I finished two years ago, two but years ago. Um, I'm still working on some stuff. I still owe some money to the university. So you know, if you don't give them money, they don't really give you a degree. Ah, yeah, so that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, okay. it would be nice to get it for free, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you get nothing for free. Nothing, literally nothing. 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 Yeah, you know when when they when they put out there like oh um, buy one and get one for free or whatever. I don't think you're paying anything. They're still making money out of it. Right? Yeah, they I don't must. think there's anything free in this world. It's crazy. Yeah, okay. and it's crazy to the ways we go to become how creative we become in order to uh, sell something. Mm, it's yeah. true too. Yeah. Yeah. So now you, you, how did it work with the, um, with the respect award? How did, how did it work? How, how did you get nominated? How did you, how was the event? Did you know you're going to get that? So can you walk us through a little bit? Yeah. So uh, one of my colleagues at work, uh, Emily Luzon, um, she, uh, nominated me. Uh, did you know that? I knew about it after. Uh, there was also a professor, Christian Burnett, uh, from Lakehead. So they both, I believe, nominated me. Uh, it went to the the, the committee. Uh, and then I got a call from the committee saying, you have been selected as the recipient for the Respect Award. So I was a little bit surprised. I was like, oh, I, I wasn't expecting that. So that's like you won? Yeah, so they kind of told me ahead of time that, you know, for the annual dinner. So it takes place at the um, breakfast that they do through uh, anti-racism committee ah. here in the city of Thunder Bay. So it's, uh, this is annually? Annually, yeah. It okay. happens around March on anti-racism day. Very nice. Um, and so it's a huge event, uh, you know, sold out every year, breakfast in the morning, keynote speaker, and then they present uh, the respect award there too. 
So um, I found out. Uh, I didn't tell anybody after that because I was told not to say anything. Yes. So I obviously told, you know, Emily and and one or two other people. Oh, um, you did. I I did <laughs> to the close people. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, I didn't went out and tell everybody. Yeah. Why not? But there were like two three people that I did tell and. Um, and then so yeah I I went to the breakfast and uh yeah and then they called my name up. Did you prepare a speech? I d- didn't. I um I was nervous. Yeah. I won't lie about that. Um and when I get nervous sometimes I forget how to speak English so <laughs> it was a little bit of a mix up there. Mm. Is it the same when you like do sport and your brain works like you are exhausted and then your English doesn't work anymore? Uh well, not really. No, I No, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> In sports I think the body just gives up after. <laughs> forget English. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, so I I went um Uh, yeah, they called my name, so I, I went up and I did a thank you speech. It wasn't much. I thanked the people that you know played a role in in my development and uh, and pretty standard and yeah, nice. Yeah, so it was it was a little little nerve wracking, but uh, yeah. How did it feel for you when you were uh, you got it and you know? You uh, know, when I got it, I I I didn't know how to feel about it. Right, um, I I. I'm always very critical of myself. Um so, you know, I I've always I always look for like, you know, have I done enough to actually deserve this, you oh, know, okay. right? So, um so but it was it was definitely a feeling of excitement and uh it it encouraged me to do more after that, right? So nice. it inspired me to get involved in more projects and uh, obviously it gave me a little bit of recognition too so i was invited to a couple more things to be a part of in terms of you know development or um or or just you know round tables yeah um and so it just it helped me that way and it helped me grow uh, mm-hmm. because the more opportunities and i was given i was put on the spotlight and i was you know it helped me it helped me grow professionally That's awesome. Um yeah and I I told my parents I told them and they were pretty they were very proud. That's awesome. Um I think my dad like took a picture of the article or something and 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 showed it in the village and so on so. Yeah. A lot of people in the village don't know how to speak English so they just saw a picture but uh you the, know. Yeah, but they get the message. They get the message. Yeah. So yeah. people were happy back home too and mm-hmm. yeah. Very so, proud. I yeah. like that. So it was very uh It was, it was a special moment. Yes, I, I, it really, I think, you know, accelerated my professional development. And yeah, it's almost like it defined you more. Yeah, and I mean, you know, when we're talking about you know those moments that you remember, and it's it's one of those things that I remember. I remember the morning. I remember what I was wearing. I remember like you know just the whole run through that what, day. What suit did you have on? Um, the blue one. No, I didn't have the blue one. No. Uh it was um gray blazer. Ooh. Uh and then I had a blue shirt on. Nice. And then I had black pants. Okay. Yeah. Brown shoes? Brown shoes. Yeah. Always go with brown shoes. Always go brown shoes. Always go brown shoes, brown belt. You got to match those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shoes and belts got to match. It's <laughs> good. Who taught you that? I I I had a bad experience once where I had a black belt and a brown shoe shoes and someone made a comment really yeah it was oh. in halifax so i was like okay okay maybe and then you know you sort of like look around and it makes sense yeah yeah i follow a few instagram pages to mm. kind of assist me yeah where do you get your suits from 
I look for deals. So people think I have a lot of suits. I actually only have like two, three suits, mm. three suits actually, okay. not two, three. Yeah. So and then I mix and match them. So I would ah. I would take a blazer and put a different pant on and so on. Mm. Um, but I would buy them, you know, Zara um, or H and M, and then uh, R W and Co. Like you know, reasonable prices. Yeah. Uh, two of the suits out of the three I have are on clearance, mm. so on clearance sale. So that's good. I don't think you need a lot of money to have style. I think it's sort of like just in your, you know, whatever. Yes. I can I can see that, but you also like if you have it on, the way there's people who can wear it and they just they, even if it's a good suit, it just doesn't look good mm-hmm. because the the personality is not there. Mm. Did that feeling you get when you put it on and you just like you f- can feel it? Yeah, yeah. and it, you can um, display that. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I. You can, yeah. 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 Uh, what do you think about Damien's uh, fashion? Oh, Damien is a fashion icon. Oh. I can't compete with that guy. Really? Yeah. What? I like his suits. Mm. They're funky. Why don't you own one like that then, though? I am not as brave as Damien is. Oh. Uh, I'm I'm still experimenting with colors. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I'm I'm with my gray and blacks and blues. Yeah. But hopefully uh, I can take build up that courage uh but I liked his suit that he wore for uh, Nova Awards. Yeah, is that picture? He yeah, 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 yeah. He won the same year I got an award too, and yeah, that was a uh, he stood out. Yes, yeah. he did. He did. He He's, did. He played it smart. He played it smart. <laughs> <laughs> Damien's a cool guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's was uh, 2018, I think. When was that? 20. Yeah, it was 2018. Because now we're in 2020, yeah. So what did you get awarded for again? Uh, Community champion. Community champion? Yeah. Who did you knock out? I don't know. (laughs) I... uh, I'm not even... There were five people, so I guess it... uh, Ah. Yeah, there were five five people. That's that's a lot of people that get nominated for for one thing, five? So there were five... Uh, community champion awards that were given out because oh. they're from all across northwestern Ontario. Okay, so didn't it's know not that. just Thunder Bay. So I'm sure there were applicants there. I mean, I wouldn't know that. Uh, but five were selected, and then they um, they were presented those awards. You did this time not know that you. Were. I didn't know that. Yeah, I had no idea did about. You, yeah, did you prepare speeches time? I did not prepare a speech, and it it went bad. I remember <laughs> I tried to. Uh, so when they called my name up, I was walking up to the stage, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna throw in a joke there." Oh yes, because they did say to all applicants prior that if you do win, there's a one hour. I mean, one minute speech time. You got one minute to, to say yeah, something. Yeah. So, you know, I went up in all confidence. And I'm like, I'm going to like, you know, throw a joke in there. So as I'm like standing there and, and Mike Nitz is sitting on the front table and there's a couple other people and I look at them I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I know all these people. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, as I'm talking, you know, I, I, I started off by like, you know, just saying uh, thank you, uh, you know, just the general thanks and stuff. And then I went on to like, you know, I was given a, a minute to speak, um, which is a very short time. But... 
now that I've used up my 15 seconds, I don't have to speak as much. I tried to pull something like that. It just did not work. No. I immediately felt it. Nobody laughed in the crowd. <laughs> so then I just kind of ended. It was like, thank you very much. And just walked back. <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. I, I remember that too. That was a uh, good thing. It was already dark in that room. So mm. nobody saw me walk back. Yeah. Why do you think that happened? Do you think it's like the you just enjoyed that moment so much you you were you went out and this is this is you 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 felt it and that's is what you wanted to do i I guess there was excitement um but I would also say that um i I just didn't know what to do I went back to the whole thing like i just i felt nervous a little bit yes. right and and so I sort of like lost my train of thought. Um, and in all honesty, like it was sort of a weird dynamic, you know, I had the light flashing right you into my eyes and, and like it's dark and you can't see anybody. So it just kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I have, you know, sort of worked on my on the spot speaking yes. uh, since then, because I noticed that after a while that I got a little nervous when I would just put on the spot. To, to say something or do something so it's hard it's hard and then you know there were a couple of moments after that where i had to get up to talk or so on and you, you get better right so yeah. again i was getting more exposure i was getting more opportunity to speak and so on so with time it got better mm. right so how was how was damien's speech do you remember or you only remember i think speech? damien was wasted He was I wasted. will say this on 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 this on record. I think I think he had a couple of drinks, so I think he went fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just didn't say anything. He just stood there. He just went. Yeah, Damien. Damien. I mean, he's a natural entertainer, so he knows <laughs> he knows how to capture the crowd. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> okay, how do you know Damien then? Um, how did I meet Damien? So I know him through obviously the the time we got that word but i came across and i think one of the meetings or session or something i just happened to run into him mm. um i think one year i also he was doing some sort of uh, black and white portraits yeah. so i contacted him and i was like hey i'm gonna come down and, and get a portrait taken too so ah. it's a small town you run into the people uh, you know and if you're in specific group or events and stuff you sort of like run into similar people right and it's so true you, you how do you know michael nitz michael nitz who doesn't know michael nitz um mike i was again it was um was that with shifts no he was gone no so we started um an organization uh racialized young professionals ah. and mike was part of shift at that time so We happened to collaborate and, and work on something, and that's how the introduction happened. Okay. And then after that, um, Mike and I, you know, have been part of some meetings where we were present, and uh, I, I stay in touch with him from time to time, and so we've developed that, you know, I would say a professional friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I like so, that. Yeah. And I mean, again, it's a small town and you come and and Mike, you know, he he's the sort of person who connects people. Ah. Yeah, so he's connected me to a few people and uh we're working on a project together right now too and so yeah, it's sort of Ooh. back and forth, yeah. What are you working on? 
How to retain young people in Thunder Bay. Okay. Yeah, there's a f- few people that are working on that. Is that through Shift again? No, no. This is just a totally separate thing. Ah. I, it's, you know, there's people from the university, city, and, and Mike, and so on. Ah, okay. Yeah, so different different project. That's good. Yeah, because you were here. You, you, you stayed. Yeah. I, I mean, there's pros and cons to every place. And, uh, you know, Thunder Bay has its pros. There are, of course, some negatives, but... What place doesn't, right? Yeah. Place, and so you sort of, instead of always pointing them out, let's work to overcome those and fix those. For sure. Uh, and I, I think it's a great place. I mean, cost of living is low. You're surrounded by nature. Um, during the pandemic, we had no problem over here. It's yeah. as as if Thunder Bay was already naturally isolated. We were designed for a pandemic. Uh, yeah, we got lucky here. We got lucky. Yeah. yeah. Let's hope, fingers crossed, it stays like that. Yeah, I agree. We got really good. Mm-hmm. Thunder Bay is a beautiful place. I love it. It is. It is. I mean, you get out wherever you go. You see the Sleeping Giant. You see Mount McKay. You go out, drive out to camp. You've got lakes all around. Like, yeah, can't do that in southern Ontario. Do you waterfall hunt? Ah, uh, not really. No. no, I I've been to Kakabaka. You can drive there. Uh, you got and what? Little Falls uh, and. Um, I've been to all the waterfalls where you can sort of drive and hike a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't been to Wolf Falls. Yeah. Those were very popular this summer, I noticed. Yes. Uh, Damien is sort of like the... Champion. Champion, and so I just kind of... Yeah, undisputed champion. So you, you <laughs> sort of look at his Instagram to see where to, uh, what to do. There are a couple of people, you know, like Amanda Bay, like, you mm-hmm. know, they're doing things, you kind of look at it like, oh, okay, this is happening too. So it's good. It's good that they're doing that. You know? I know, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's because otherwise you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know, yeah. So we have a, a little group uh, of our own, uh, Vince and myself, and uh, there's uh, two other people in there too, Jessica and, and, and Lacey. Mm. And so we call it the book club. Oh, uh, yeah, the we book don't actually club. read books. Um, mm. It's just a name. Okay. And so we try to, you know, do summer adventures and, and do some of these things. I have been unsuccessful in getting them out to see waterfalls. Yeah. But uh, they did go out to see the Thunder Bay Lookout. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Why do you call it the book club? Is it like- we were all sitting at a coffee shop and uh, Vince brought books for everybody. Ooh. He brought like some book that he got and he gave it to all four, three of us. Mm. And so... We said, oh, we should read books, and we called book club. And then nobody actually read anything. <laughs> nobody even knows what the title of the book is. Uh, uh, but it is the book club. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's how the name came. That's pretty sneaky. It's a book club, but it's not. It's not. That's, yeah. that's good. Damn. What did you did you check out the book though, or not at all? Um, to be honest with you, I, it's somewhere, mm. and I should check it. Do you, I do read. Do you read? Yeah, I yeah. read. I read more like political stuff. Um, ah. Yeah, or history. I'm very fascinated by history. Yeah. That's sort of how I learned um, English too in a, in a weird way because when I came into grade five into the British school, I spoke no English. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew ABC and I knew how are you and what's your name, but beyond that, there was nothing. Yes. Um, and so I knew how to spell and so on, but I didn't know how to speak and and you know engage engage and stuff so um so grade five i started reading i would go to the library and they would have those uh, books with like 
pictures and this one line at the bottom. I started reading those, then moved on to history books and and started reading history books. There's a lot of like Roman history books and so on. So yeah. just kind of fell in love with it, and then I would just pick up a book every week and just read that. Nice. And with time, it it developed my speaking skills, and then. I asked my dad to get me an English newspaper mm-hmm. and I would listen to English news so just yeah. kind of like and then I guess that's where my you know politics and all this kind of started too I just started paying more attention to it. Mm. Are you interested in politics? I'm interested in learning. I don't think I would want to uh, be a part of. Okay. Um, maybe municipal, we'll see. Yeah. Uh I mean, you know, you, you think of something and you you don't know what the future holds, right? So I might be saying now that I'm not in five years' time, it might be a different story, right? So, mm-hmm. But uh, I am interested in learning. I think it's important. You need to know what's happening around. Yeah. Um, it affects all of us again. So I think it's it's important to be aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I I enjoy that side of politics. I mean, these days I find that politics have sort of not lost is is you know what it was meant to do mm. i think you know politics has sort of shifted from where people would you know go into government to fix problems to now creating problems right so i think in in the modern era we find political parties on the each end of the spectrum it's complex it's complex it's it's, it's yeah it's just and that's a topic that is Yeah. Deep, yeah. For you like just the feeling I get you you very the way you present yourself today is like you very you would very down to earth, you're calm, you're good in explanation, you have that background of acceptance. Like I can see that fly for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's I just know. like you very approachable, you like to share, you 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 are interested in it. I'm just that's all I'm saying. I think it's good to leave it open. But I I feel like Yeah. It's 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 looking good. Yeah, you know the the the, the one aspect I think I don't like it is that um I mean being part of the student politics for four years, um you don't have a, a break. Mm. You know, there's no concept of time, you know, and, and people true. are you know calling you at like 12 at night and three in the morning and mm. I have this problem and I have that problem. Tur- and you can't turn off the phone? Well, you can turn the phone off, but I mean, it's still there, right? You still have to face, it's just that there's no mental peace, mm. I find, right? So it's it's, okay. it's almost like you have to develop that. So that's where my struggle is, is that if someone calls me at 11 at night, I have this problem. I don't have to open that email, but I will still open it yeah. and I'll read through it. Right. So I just, I think I need to first develop my own discipline on that before I, yeah, you need to shut it off. Yeah. Before I further get into, you need to like the phone at 11 o'clock or 10 or midnight, you shut it off mm-hmm. and you don't turn it off till six, whatever. It's just like, you need that break. You do that. Uh, mine goes into standby. Usually around 10 mm-hmm. and then till six. That's good. And you can highlight the numbers that can go through, like if it's my dad or yeah, yeah. if it's my mom, you know, you, they can get through. But then it's, I, because... Yeah, I mean, you, you want to keep the emergency context. If in case, yeah. yeah. But I mean, otherwise than that, no. It's like, it's off. It's done. Yeah. It's like, I can get back to you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, the, the, yeah. that's, yeah. So 
I, I the other thing too is is that you know in in today's politics, I mean, you see it over here too. You know, if someone does something even in their personal life, it's immediately highlighted and be like, so and so did this and did that, and it's just like there's no privacy, mm. right? And and I I respect the politicians that are in those positions for the fact that they're putting themselves out there. I might not agree with all their politics and their policies, but I, I do admire them for putting themselves out there. It's not easy. No, it's hard. Uh, you know, mental stresses and, you know, some of these things that you read on like social media, the comments and stuff, mm. these people have kids too, right? I'm sure they go on, they read that. And so I think from that aspect is, it's a very harsh world out there. So do I want to be part of that? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Don't read the comments. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, okay. How do you handle stress then? Uh, meditation. So prayer, and um, I love nature. So you know, Thunder Bay is perfect for that. So I'll I live in Current River, right on like you know. We're close to Terry Fox. Ah, so that area is very nice around there, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I go out for a walk. Yeah. Um, I go see, sit by the water. Uh, the water is something that is always connected with me because even when I was in Qatar, we had sea all around. Water is big. Um, I went to Halifax. Ocean was right there. Yes. Came to Thunder Bay. The lakes right there. That's which cool. is why I don't think I would be able to move to a city where there is no water mm-hmm. within driving distance. I the water is just has this like you know I it calms my mind down. So a hundred percent get it. Yeah, I I get it. Yeah, so, you know, you, Mackenzie Point, you go there and you hear the the waves crashing against the rocks. Yes, yeah. so it's like meditation. Yeah, it's meditation, right? So again, like you have several different. Uh, do you do you play soccer for relaxing? Oh yeah, or letting go of stress. Yes, yes. You yes. Do some slight tackles, and uh, knock somebody off. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I have injured quite a few players. <laughs> yeah, you big guy. Yeah. So what, uh, what position do you play? Uh, defense defense yeah it, uh-huh. i mean here you know it depends because we've been playing outdoor this uh, this summer mm. and so i play defense occasionally i'll go forward but most of the time i'll stay back like uh, you in control of defense you like the man that's or the team member that's like hey guys you, you yeah i it's it's a mix i mean depending on the level i think i am definitely not at at the same level i might have been when i was younger mm. uh i you know i've stopped playing in between for a couple of years and so you, you slow down and you know especially uh, it's not like i'm a professional athlete so you yeah. sort of just wake up on sunday Mm-hmm. And you go and play soccer, right? So the night before you're having a big meal, so <laughs> for sure, it's that kind of league that we play. In. That's so, nice. Yeah, so it's 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 nice, it's uh, fun. Um, I yeah, I, I mean, I depends who I'm playing with. Um, if there is someone that who's better than me, then I sort of like work with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if I feel like that other players need a little bit of help, then I sort of help them out. Yeah, you- that. so it's it's depending on. Yeah. Who's playing in the back lane? Yeah. Are you the captain? No. This, this is just for fun. But uh, I have I manage the LU team, LU soccer club. Yeah. Um defending, so I don't I don't coach champion. it, but I uh, yeah, we were defending champions of that league at the college, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I don't coach. I help the coach along, but uh, I just sort of do the the management side of things, so sort of signing up players and recruitment and so on, trials and all that. I, I run that. Yeah. Yeah, I have a friend of mine, Mattia. 
uh, with Thunderbird Chill. He's from Italy originally, so he he helps me out with the coaching side of things. Okay, you like coaching? I enjoy coaching, but I think I am still in the learning stages. I don't know all the ins and outs. Uh, you know, I might be a good cage coach on FIFA, but it's different from you know when you go out in reality. So for sure, but I would. That's something that I would like to pursue. That's sort of my passion. Soccer is. I really enjoy soccer, playing, watching. Yeah. Um, you know, and just understanding the whole aspect of it. So I would love to. Sometimes I, I I go into my dream world and I I feel like I'm coaching a team or so on. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, that's good. But uh, yeah, no, I play play a lot of soccer. I have been, you know, I, I played quite a few sports growing up. Um, I played a lot of field hockey. Yes, um, that's big, right? That's big. Yeah. yeah, and my dad played field hockey too, semi professionally. Nice. I. I played field hockey a lot in high school, and I stopped when I came to Canada. Yeah, but up until high school, I was playing every day. That's a fast game too. That's a fast game, yeah. and you know what? I like those were like some of the best uh, games that I would go on and play. Like you would go around the country, and and so our team was pretty good. Mm-hmm. People knew us in the hockey world in there, right? Nice. So it was fun. I played a lot of squash. Um, yeah. I still play that. Um, and played basketball a little bit in high school just because I was a little bit taller, so I think they just put me on the team. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I played netball. Mm. What's, uh, what's that? It's like volleyball. It's like basketball. It's it's strange. So you have you can only take certain steps and pass the ball. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> we had uh, our school team, and it was all girls, and you were allowed to have one guy on. So mm. I was that lucky guy. You were too. The lucky I was guy. a lucky guy. Yeah. Nice. Hey. So I, I I played netball for a little bit here and there, but nothing like professional. I think it was just you know yeah yeah. And then um, played cricket. Growing up, I played quite a bit of cricket. That's big uh, too, right? Over that's there. big. That's huge. Yeah. yeah, and I played cricket here a couple of times, uh, but I am not like uh, any good in it. Uh, mm. I used to play a lot when I was younger. Uh, I liked to bowl rather than bat so ah. so i still have that it's just kind of helps with the height because when you're throwing the ball from a different angle yeah, you're almost throwing it down right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that advantage i use that advantage i think that's the only thing i have <laughs> uh, but there's some really good players over here mm. um yeah my dad played a lot of tennis he tried to get me into tennis it just did not yeah. work no. yeah yeah so I did uh, running, uh, mar- like long distance running, um, sprinting too, mm. uh, but all those things are sort of like just yeah, yeah. You had different priorities. Well, yeah, it's just you know when you start eating a lot and sleeping a lot, things things change. <laughs> yeah. So does it like for me? For me, stress. I will. I do physical activities. Yeah. Because I don't, I I can't like. Yeah, sure. I do. I like. I sit down and collect my mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I can't do it otherwise. Yeah. It's, it's like it's, otherwise, I go nuts. Yeah. No, and and soccer plays that role for me. Like at the end of the week, I need to play at least once a week, mm. right? Because it's just it allows me to like just okay. put that energy. How, out did, how did you get on that team? I, like again, any, just through friends and stuff. Like anybody that. can join. Or you have to pay for that, or no? So this is like a a Sunday. Um, I guess there's a group of guys who have been playing for many years, mm. and I just happened to know a couple of them, and so they invited me out. Uh, uh-huh. They play indoor, so I played a lot of indoor. 
mm. indoor is very different you don't really it's have a position right and so yeah it's true it's yeah. more flexible yeah and then um, we moved in summertime we moved outside so I started playing outside and this is the most I've played outside since uh, high school because mm. when I came to Canada I've always played uh, indoor soccer it's true yeah, I mean the weather is cold so yeah, yeah. did you um, where are you guys playing We play on Sunday at the French high school. Ah. Yeah. At so nine in the morning. At nine in the morning? Nine till 11.30. 9.30. That's a full-size field? I No, it's not a full-size field, but it's it's still a pretty big field. It wouldn't be like a proper, like a soccer field, but it's... It's two really teams? Or two just teams, like yeah. One two teams. No, two teams, 11 aside. Is it like a league or is it just like you two teams? It's a group of people. We have a WhatsApp group and so yeah. they ask who's playing and stuff. Okay, you guys take on new players? Yeah, maybe yeah. I'll uh, send you a message. Yeah. Yeah, come by. Yeah, I play defensive here. Oh, perfect. You Should could be, uh, <laughs> played for the German uh, national team or what? <laughs> hey, I used to play every day. Yeah? That's like the thing, how we grew up after in like grade one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Every day after school, you go on the soccer field every day and you play. That's just, it, that's how it was. That's how it was, yeah. I mean, and I'm sure there too, is same like in, in Qatar too. Mm. There's a, a turf field almost every corner you turn around or there's a little area their kids are playing. Mm. It's also a very cheap sport, right? Like all you need is a ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't even need the specific shoes. You no, don't need to. You need, I mean, like hockey and stuff, those are expensive. Yeah. Basketball is again somewhat cheap, you know? Yeah. So Do you have like those soccer shoes though? Sorry? Do you have soccer shoes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for indoor, outdoor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Used to be a lot more enthusiastic about them when I was young. Like, I need to get the next one. Ronaldinho is wearing this. And mm. Now it's just like, yeah. they work, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, Are you lefty or righty? Righty. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Struggle with the left. You do? Yeah. yeah. What about you? Lefty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not many lefties out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But some of the best players are lefties. You know, I don't know. I I tried soccer when I was younger, but I just didn't like. I didn't have the feeling for it, like yeah. playing in, playing in a team. Yeah, I didn't like it. Why? I think I was more of an individual. Yeah. Shit. You're a ball hogger. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the f- I like. I was I stuck to myself in the feeling of not doing team sports. Mm-hmm. Like I think that is something more I would pick picked up through life experience yeah yeah totally but you know now i played i think i played here i played one outdoor season uh i played play for, in a league yeah i played Who'd for you play for a man man U. united yeah united or something the team name was united yes yeah, I, i played for united the red team right yeah the red yeah, team yeah yeah, yeah yeah when did you play oh shoot i played like Four years ago? It's been a couple of years. We we trained at Tapiola. Yeah, yeah I, I played at Tapiola. I yeah. played with those guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Luca and, and, and yeah, Luke and... Uh, yeah, Luca's a firefighter or something. Firefighter, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's... Uh, Did they say even that guy from the Lakehead University? Tom Warden. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tom doesn't play anymore. No, he's done. That was Tom's replacement. Oh. <laughs> Tom brought me to the team. Ah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, 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 so they were, I think, putting. We have the WhatsApp group here too, so hmm. yeah, so they playing over there now. They were thinking of playing at Tapiola, but I don't know if they, mm. yeah, they went ahead or not. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I switched teams then after. And, oh. and then in the indoor league, we were in the same league and I played against them. Who did you play for? Uh, Thunder? I know that was like an old team, uh, white jerseys. I almost want to say like Blizzard or something. I don't know. But I, I think I know the team you're talking about. But I always played for like a not the top team, right? I always played for something like whatever. But like I would say my strength is speed. Right. So Or the eye. Right. Like You can see what's going to happen. You have a better judgment. I don't know. It's 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 it sounds cheesy to talk about your skills, but you know, I, that's you either way you know and you can feel where where what's going to happen, mm-hmm. or, or you can help your team direct, or you you can't. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So whatever. Uh, yeah, soccer. That was soccer. We talked about soccer. You're a fan of BVB. Yeah, that's yeah. where I'm from. Oh, uh, I'm from Dortmund. Nice. Yeah. Well. How are they doing this season? Has the season started for Bundesliga yet? No, not yet. Not yet, right? Still I know Premier League started and ah. uh, La Liga started. Mm. Yeah, but Bundesliga... No, they, they completed their season just like two, three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then Munich won the Champions League. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Okay. <coughs> <laughs> let's not talk about this. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Barcelona fan, so it was it was a little heartbreaking. Ouch. Yeah. yeah, that's that's rough. So you you like you've been here on the podcast now for a little bit, but you don't really talk about what you do for the community, really, right? It seems like you don't want to talk about this community. What do you want to like learn? Like, like you have this uh, racialized young professional network. Yeah, so that was something that we started. It's sort of died down now um, because a lot of us have moved on. But the idea of racialized young professional was to um give a platform to racialized professionals who needed some help in like let's say resume building or like interview skills or networking so some of the things we did through that was we did networking dinners mm. so i would organize a networking dinner for 20 30 people nice um so we would invite two professionals from within the city who yep. were racialized it could be lawyers doctors dentists you know you name it police officers yeah and so then you would invite open invite to anybody who wants to come the idea was to kind of like just talk to these individuals and and learn about their struggles right like how do they get to where they are what kind of barriers they faced uh you know from a racial perspective mm-hmm. um and and how what what is their message for you know other young professionals who are in this environment right now and trying to get out of it that was sort of the idea so we yeah. did quite a few of those it's a good idea and um we would pick a local caterer a restaurant um, again owned by like a racialized individual so Mm. the whole idea was to kind of like you know give a platform yes Um, and really it was just we started it to give a platform and to bring awareness Mm. Uh, and I think it has brought that awareness because then there are other groups who have sort of started incorporating that into Uh, there and you know then people who founded and who started that we all sort of moved away into our own paths but uh, yeah Okay. That was one of the projects that uh, that we worked on. Yeah, I like that. And then the anti-bullying uh, campaign. Yeah. So uh, I, after my respect award, um, I was invited to one of the schools, uh, uh, junior high, or would it be junior high? What's up until grade six? Juniors. What, what do you call them over here? Uh, 
Mm. From grade one to six, what is that? Elementary. Elementary school. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Elementary. Yeah. I always get confused in that. Yeah, I, I do too. I don't, I don't have wanna, that term. We don't have that. <laughs> you, you know, you know how it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, I was invited to speak there on um, the refugee crisis, and at that time, there were refugees coming into um, into Thunder Bay too. So, and we had worked with refugees before at the university too we have a student refugee program okay that's been running for over 20 years wow um and so we that's where i sort of spoke first and um i you know i just talked about i engaged with kids so grade one all the way up to grade six um and um, i developed a presentation and and sort of like did that whole thing with the kids and um I posted on Twitter afterwards, you know, just like it's a pleasure speaking at uh, at the school. And I guess some other teachers and individuals picked it up and then they st- started inviting me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really fun because I like, again, that was right up my alley. Like, you know, I was educating, I was teaching. Yes. And so from there it sort of developed into anti-bullying. So I had one principal who invited me. Um, uh-huh. Catholic school board, so he invited me to come talk to his group of kids on bullying, yeah, um, and acceptance and respect and so on. So that was sort of the theme of all the presentations. So I would generally, beforehand, learn, you know, from the teachers what kind of kids there are, if there's like different kids and so on, mm-hmm. and each presentation would be tweaked to that school and to that group of kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I spent a bit of time on it, and I really enjoyed it. And a lot of times I would encourage kids to participate. Yeah. Rather than me talking, they would talk, and yeah. I would do, like, examples and so on, too. Yes. Talked about equity, equality, and so on concepts. So it was fun. Um, I did that, and this last year I didn't get a chance to do it mm-hmm. just because of the pandemic and so on. But it's just something that I do on the site. And yeah, yeah, you say on your profile it says you're a speaker. Yeah, so I would generally I'm invited yeah. to the school and then I just I speak on that, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, so it's it's fun. I mean, I love working with kids and uh it's kids are, you know, they're and I'm always amazed by the questions they ask. Like, you know, you would often think that a um a kid they're kids, what do they know, right? Okay. And I would go and do some of these presentations. Some of the questions they would ask, I would be amazed. I'm like, wow. Like, mm. I went to, you know, this one school and I was covering, I listed the topics of, you know, forms of discrimination and so on. And I mix, mix, uh, missed um, one form of harassment that is very common. Um, and, and so one of the kids pointed out, and this was like grade two, I was kind of amazed that, you know, kids are that much aware. So yeah. I, it was sort of eye-opening for me too. But it's always fun, like, you know, doing those. And, and I believe instead of doing a long lecture on you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do this, it's better to do it, engage them, do mm. examples, yes. talk about, like, real things and so on. That's good. Yeah. I so. like that. I think kids actually always know what's going on. Yeah. I think they do. Yeah. You know, I see it with my kids. They They're know, aware. They know. Yeah. yeah. They might not say anything, but they know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've all gone through like, uh, 
events and and you know moments in our life that we witnessed as kids and it sort of sticks with us we know what's going on right yeah. you might not fully realize but later on mm. it lingers around and then you start putting the pieces together and you're like oh this is what was happening yes so it it, it happens i mean mm-hmm. yeah i agree you yeah you pick on drake i saw some references on your yeah i i i enjoy his older music uh-huh. um you know it's interesting we talk about music so i have a, a wide range of um music that i listen to i listen to a lot of traditional music uh from from home that's how does that go is it like is it what category would that be is it is there anything comparable It's hard because there's different forms there too because a lot of modern music that is being made is often, you know, almost like pop music or like dance music, right? Mm-hmm. But with different language and some different tunes, but a lot of traditional music uses, you know, sitar and tabla and like those kind of instrument eastern instruments. Yeah. And uh <clears throat> a lot of those are they have their own genres. So qawwali is like one genre that is very popular and they generally recite poetries ah. and poems right so um wisdom the, through poetry wisdom through poetry yeah. yeah maybe i'll share some with you this translation sure yeah so i i enjoy listening to that i like i do like drake uh, listen to you know some of the older songs i i'm a big uh, i guess I, i like quality lyrics Mm. I find that these days, you know, a lot of music coming out is very catchy, of course, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there's not much some substance into it, right? Mm. So uh, you like the deeper meaning. Deeper meaning, yeah. yeah. So I mean like, you know, when you listen to Drake's older music, there is meaning. I mean, even the newer ones, yeah, sure, he talks about things, but I now I think music is more like whatever could trend on TikTok. Let's let's make that, right? Yeah. So it's different. Um in high school I listened to a lot of heavy metal. Mm. Listen to Ramstein. I listen to nice. uh, Slip Slipknot, Corn, Biscuit. You know, awesome. so I was uh, I was like on that path for a while, and uh, the angry face, angry face. Yeah, I wasn't really angry, but it was just cool. You know, everybody was listening to it. So <laughs> then uh, you It's know true. you listen to rap too. You know, like oh my, you know, just um, went through that phase too, and uh, now it's sort of like all over the place just mm. whatever the mood is that's good yeah sometimes i listen to podcasts so it's just yeah as i was saying like as you grow older your priorities yeah your priorities your taste and your curiosity changes yeah right so like when when you are when you're younger you have different interests different things appeal to you you laugh at different jokes and then as you get older you're like oh that's not funny so you sort of like you know change with time do you think that comes through experience then of course experience uh it comes through you know life experience like of course life events and so on mm. um and just whatever like you know you develop like whatever appeals to you <laughs> but it's funny that some people they stick do the same thing and some people they they change they why, do why do you think that is i think some people can't let go of things mm. right okay. so they they want to stick to a phase they enjoy that and other people you know they they when they move on to a new thing they sort of like want to something else that uh, 
know pleases them or appeases to them right yeah so it i don't know like it's i mean there are things that i have stuck with obviously there are things that i did when i was younger i still do them yeah but there are other things that you sort of change right so i think it's depending on what it is mm. right yeah it's weird because yeah. some people are just good with what they do right now and they do it forever yeah yeah and then there's you and you go all over the world from anywhere to everywhere and then you you get, you will get involved in the community mm-hmm. and you 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 build your path yeah you and you like explore yeah is that how do, why do you do that is that like a life perspective i want to learn i i always want to have a challenge my brain works in in like i need a challenge it stimulates me okay um if 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 something becomes repetitive for me i don't enjoy it um so i i think i look for that change that doesn't mean that i forget what i was doing and stuff it's just that i'd like to you know evolve with time because the world is changing the people around you are changing so it's important to stay up to date and you know change with times mm. Um I think I was an introvert. Okay. I now I'm I would think I mean I I think I'm an extrovert. Yeah, for sure. But then there are days where I'm an introvert. There are days where I I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to do anything. Why? Right? I just think that sometimes you just need that uh, you need that mental break. You know, okay. you you've ran so much that you're like, "Okay, I need I need yeah. to stop." right time so, for myself yeah time for myself it's yeah. important it, it is i need that if i if i don't have that then then things don't really work out very well yeah but you know you could have been just you could have come to town you could have finished your studies yeah maybe you worked a little bit for lakehead and then you could have said okay that's it for me i'm going somewhere else yeah no i i i thought about that and that would have been very easy and it would have been a straightforward path and you know you do that but i came as an international student i came to thunder bay as i knew nobody um it's a brand new country and i was like what can i do that would make me stand out because there's going to be many other international graduates that are going to graduate with me Mm. And if I was to go seek a job, how would I stand out? How can I stand out uh, outside of the crowd, right? How could I be outside of the box, right? Yeah. So that sort of always drives me, right? And is that like a being an achiever? <laughs> Going the extra mile? I I don't think <laughs> I guess yeah I mean you can say going the extra mile but the the goal at the end is not always to have some sort of achievement or like reach a certain point I think it's more of the journey that you go through and, okay. and what you learn through that right so for me it was just like I want to make a difference too right so this place that I'm in how do I stand out what do I do that would set me apart right okay and I had to build my base This is now a country where I'm hoping to stay and this is a new home so I need to build my base my friends family and so on so 
yeah. you know it's you, a complete new start yeah and uh and again i said i was lucky to be presented with certain opportunities that sort of propelled that mm. right um and it just i'm i'm lucky to be where i am yeah uh, i think each moment in life played played a part yes and so i got the opportunity to to run for uh, elections mm. at student union and and i did the first time i i ran i lost mm. and then the next four years i was able to win and i was able to stay in that role what was the difference between the two elections what do you think Oh, I didn't try for the first one. What do you mean by that? I was sort of double-minded. I I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that or not, and if this is a path I'm gonna do. But I put my name, and I'm like, I'm gonna go with it. Like I know a few people around school, mm. you know, students. So let's see what happens. And surprisingly, I got a, quite a large number of votes. Yeah. I was only forty votes behind oh, the the winner. How many votes were there? You know. I think that year I had like 1,400 votes. That's big. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. close. Yeah, so then I was like, okay, like I didn't try it. And so maybe next year if I put a little bit of effort, who knows? Mm. Uh, and so I was lucky that next year I, I I was able to, you know, secure a victory. And then then I got into that role and I was, I was just like, now I... I got into VP finance role, which is historically a very like, you know, there's not much that happened. And so I sort of turned that job around. And I was like, what can I do to expand this role and, mm. and really put myself out there? Nice. So you built a platform for the second time. Yeah. What did you, what did you put out there? What did you say? Well, I, 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 there were a few things. I mean, I, I definitely, uh, you know, wanted to have a, more voice at, at a higher level for students. Mm. I wanted to create uh, more jobs for international students. Obviously, they were struggling. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to improve the services that the student union offered. And mm. so those were my goals from my first day. And um, it was the same thing that I kept for the next three years because I didn't achieve all of those things. Okay. And so... By the end of four years, I am I was quite happy with with the work that yeah. we were able to do, uh, and uh, you know at the end of the day, it was is the satisfaction that you get from helping, right? So yes. I was able to help a lot of students throughout my time, and and that was satisfying. Mm, and you did that while you were studying, yes, and working, and working, yeah. And I think the studies took a little bit of. Uh, yeah, was was it a volunteering position? Was no, it was a paid you? position. Oh, okay, did yeah. you still work part time something else too? No, no, that was just my only. That job. was it, right? Okay, yeah. yeah, okay, that's big. Yeah, because it's full time too, right? It's full time, yeah. And that's where you on the call. And it was yeah, it it and and it was a huge learning curve for me, mm. right? Because um, the VP finance role gives you so much power. You're overseeing the entire finances of the corporation, all the businesses, all the staff. So. Here, as a as a twenty five, twenty six year old, I was sitting in that position, yeah. And I had staff that was like fifty, sixty years old reporting to me, so it was very awkward for me. Was it? Yeah, because I, I mean, you know, from what I have been taught is like you respect your elders. Yeah. Not saying I wasn't respecting my elders, but it was just kind of odd when someone came to me to seek permission. I was just mm. wasn't used to that. I get that. And and so it was a bit of a learning curve, but um, yeah. I think it was it was great experience and yeah very valuable yeah yeah and that term was for four years 
One year. One year. So only? every year you had to go back to elections again. So you won four elections in a row. Yeah. Wow. And then four is the max terms that you can do. Ah. Yeah. Wow. So every year. Luckily, yes. That's crazy, though. Don't you think? Your time flew by. Yeah. Yeah. Every year, what can you do in a year? Yeah, I think there were after the second year, I was like, I'm not gonna run again, and then I just sort of like put my name in, and and then the fourth year, same thing happened again. But mm. uh, I I think it was the, these four years were really a defining period in my time. You know, I learned a lot uh, from the mistakes I made, from the things, you know, and so it was it was it was definitely a valuable experience. It has sort of, I would say, shaped my next. Five ten years of my life, mm. or possibly my entire life. Who knows? I believe that. Yeah. When did you get out of there? How many years ago was that? Uh, from the student union. Yeah. Just this June. Just this June, you left. Yeah. And, ooh. Yeah. Heartbreak. It was. You know. I think it was. It was odd because we were in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Right. So it was just there were things that I still wanted to do in my last three months, but mm. with the pandemic and everything going on, couldn't do it. But I, I, I was still happy. I mean, I was, you know, I got to work with some amazing people. I learned so much and, and we made such a huge difference in, in so many students' uh, lives uh, throughout the four years. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm amazed. It's amazing. I've wa I want to bring up this. Um, I talked to Abu a little bit. You, you, yeah, I know Abu. Yeah, yeah. You said you know him, right? And um, he's an international student. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I had him on the Asper the Dine podcast, and like, he's a good guy. Yeah. And um, he hit me up, and he told me that they increased the fees for the international students. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was like a protest too, and everything. What's What's your opinion on that? Um, you know, I'm an international student, so I, I mean, I would naturally say that I think it was unfortunate that the university would do such a thing during a pandemic. Um, but it's, you know, I've also worked on the student union side of things and I've gone through the finances and so on. Mm. And I think when we talk about tuition fees for international students, this is a bigger problem. Okay. This is not something that I would say is entirely on the university. Uh -huh. um, the way education system works in Canada is that the provinces have um, jurisdiction on on education. Okay. So in Canada, publicly funded universities, they have seen their funding over the years reduced so the government has invested less and less so these institutions some of them are huge uh, even Lakehead I mean big institutions and they run a lot of programs so now how do they make up for that lost revenue they go into international recruitment so it's all across Canada US it's a huge thing in western world even in Germany you have so many international students coming but their system is very different mm. it's sort of the ideal system ours that, is free yeah and I think that's where everybody wants to sort of achieve mm. so going back to you know so let's say Germans is free it's not ours I'm I'm Canadian yeah <laughs> <laughs> but so you know the provincial funding is reduced so the universities have to make up their revenue. So they recruit international students. Mm. Domestic students, their fees are regulated. 
So ah, what that means okay. is that there's a cap on how much you can increase every year. So there's controlled increase. Mm. So prior to the provincial government, the current provincial government, it was like a 3% increase every year, 2% increase. Uh, this provincial government said to universities that domestic student fees are going to be frozen for the next two years, so you can't increase. Okay. So again, universities were now again hit mm. because they couldn't make up that thing. Yeah. So then international fees are non-regulated. So a university has a freedom to charge whatever they want. Mm. And that's where the problem comes. Okay. Right? So they're not regulated. So they charge whatever they want to because they want to make up for lost revenue. Mm. And so international students are the ones that are essentially they suffer. They're the ones that end up covering that bill. Yeah. Then we, if we really want to get into depth more, I think, institutions need to start looking internally mm. at their structure of salaries and staff and so on and how to create their systems more efficient so then you know they're focused more on education and less on the business aspect of things right okay so it's it's a i would look at it from a bigger lens i mean of course don't get me wrong international students are the ones that are suffering from this and it's very unfortunate and i think institutions all across canada should have um, taking a more, you know, proactive measure and like perhaps, you know, understand the situation. Mm. But then on the other hand to, you know, it's, it's a bigger problem. I think the government and institutions need to come together and have like a, a plan on how to deal with these things and okay. how, and then my, you know, I've gone to a few lobby sessions provincially where I've spoken to MPPs. Yes, I've seen that. And so, my thing has always been that I'm not saying that, you know, don't charge international students, but regulate the fees. Mm. Because right now, if an international student comes to Canada and let's say their fee is $20,000 for a year, that fee is not regulated. So if that family saves enough money for their four years, they save $80,000 that my son or daughter is going to go and study and 80000 is what I've... That's the package. Yeah. Right? After their first year, they paid their twenty thousand. That could increase, and this is what happened over here. Yeah. So students who had paid their first year fee now next year have to pay that and plus thirteen percent on top of that. Oh. And now economies of a lot of developing countries where a lot of students are coming from are suffering. Yes. And so the the valuation of their currency with the Canadian dollar is is increasing. Mm. So it takes more money so to they send. Double it. They double it. Oh. And so then not only do you have to deal with that, you also have to deal with the increase on these feeds. Yeah. So it's 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 a deep problem. It's That's, a bigger problem, mm-hmm. right? And and so again, unfortunately international students are the ones that suffer yeah. and they don't get the same treatment often and there's a lot of misconception around international students, even here in Thunder Bay, unfortunately. And so I, I think it's a much more complex and, and a bigger issue that I think several parties need to come together to solve this. Mm. Otherwise, this is going to continue happening and, and you are going to see those protests and you're going to see more and more uh, people getting vocal about it. Yeah. yeah. I like your explanation. See, you see, like you just like you evaluate, you explain, and you, you, you give solution. 
mm-hmm. or you show a path to solution. Yeah, and I, I think it's you know it's important to criticize. I think you know we should uphold our institutions and our elected leaders and so on, you know, accountable. But I also think that it's our job to present solutions, or it's our job to work towards a solution, right? Otherwise, it's going to be back and forth. Yeah. Right. So I think in this case, um, it, they they should. I mean, they should talk and work together, and otherwise, it's going to continue. And yeah, and and you know, it leads to lots of other problems too, because mental health is huge, mm. right? And especially if you're so far away from your family, and now you have to do this. It's and then you have limit on how long you can work for. Yeah. So when you're a full-time student, you're only allowed to work 20 hours. That's true. Right? So what a lot of students then do is they start working under the table. Mm. And that itself is risky because what if that student gets injured during that work? Yeah. They can't report it because they'll be ah. scared that it, the immigration department would say you're working illegally so they could be deported. It's a ripple effect. So the ripple effect, right? So it's, 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 it's not a... Not a good system, yeah. right? So I think that's where the issue is. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I can understand the frustrations of, of, of students who have to dish that 13% increase yeah. in fees, and especially during a pandemic. And, you know, you're also not receiving education in classrooms anymore. It's through online, so it's not the same quality anymore. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's challenging. Did you talk to Abu about this? I have spoken to Abu. Um you know, I'm no longer in, in, in a student union role. And so it's sort of hard for me to often like, you know, speak on some of these Do issues. people still approach you? Yeah, absolutely. People still approach me. Yeah. And, I mean, they still seek advice. Even, you know, the students, incoming students, some of them have contacted me too and so on. Yeah. You um, have the experience, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, and I try to help everybody. So, as, you know, if, if someone approaches me, I explain to them what I know. And if I don't know anything, then I, I guide them to the right people. That's good. Yeah. So, but yeah, people still approach and yeah, it's just, I hope that it, you know, there's a solution that, that is for, well, I guess, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? A solution comes out of this that is, you know, feasible mm. for both parties. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. I appreciate that you uh, elaborate this way. Thank you. Now you you were um, you were like the new speaker in the house too, eh? In Ottawa, <laughs> that was uh, so it was interesting because I think that was the last day that building was actually open because ah. that building is shut down for the next ten years. Now they're renovating. Oh wow! That's the old Parliament building, and so they moved over the to the West Wing, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and so. Um, one of my friends who worked with the prime minister's office, uh, he was able to give me and a group of others a tour. And so we got to go inside where the the speaker sits and all the MPs sit. So it was nice. a pretty cool experience. That's lucky you. Yeah. So I was able to uh, get a little photo there. And yeah. It looks good. Yeah. Nice. Very, very nice. Thanks. I think it was a blue suit. <laughs> pink shirt. Oh, pink shirt. That's, that's good. I like yeah. pink. Pink is good. Did you, you, you were at the meeting too where Justin Trudeau was, right? Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, the town hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Did you ask him a question? Did you no, engage? No, I, I was, there? um, I, I wanted to ask a question, uh, but I didn't because my question was going to be more education related and the federal government doesn't have the same oversight, mm-hmm. uh, as, as a provincial does. And then. 
I also wanted like people who were actual, you know, Canadians to ask that questions because I'm not even a Canadian national, right? So mm. while I would love to ask a question, I think this was an opportunity for people to ask their leader uh, okay. what is happening for them, right? So, yeah. but I I had some questions in my mind and uh, yeah. I I ended up then not asking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. You find sometimes you hold yourself back, like yourself. Yeah. Oh, of course. Mm. Uh, sometimes I. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Depends. I think you know it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing, depending on the situation. Yeah. Uh, there have been times where I feel like I should have spoken up, mm. um, and there are times where I'm glad that I didn't speak up. <laughs> <laughs> so it it depends on the situation. Mm. Um, you know, I I think uh, we have to be very careful with what you what we say. Um, words can hurt and and words can do a lot of damage so it's it's important to sort of assess the situation and and say and sometimes you know you have to swallow uh, your pride and and look at the bigger picture and just sort of walk away from certain situations yeah that's hard sometimes it is hard oh i mean i've done it so many times and especially in like student politics when someone's coming at you and they're just shouting and and mm. you know when it's not even your fault but you just have to you know yeah you, you have to Sometimes hear people out mm. and and don't have to give your opinion. Yes, yeah, I know. How did you turn into from an introvert into yourself now? Why did you change? My father pushed me. How? Um, I I think he you know he he always pushed me to. He said, "You need to be stronger. You need to get out there. Like you need to speak. Otherwise, you know you won't be able to achieve anything, and so on." And I mean, you know, he had his reasoning for saying that. I don't necessarily agree that an introvert or an extrovert, you, you know, they don't, they're not successful. But uh, mm. he pushed me to like be you know more courageous and and speak up and don't be afraid. How did he do it? Well, he just said it. He's just like he he pushed me and he said, you know, you 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 should do that. He he um, enrolled me in Toastmasters. Uh, it's like a speaking. It's like company. the TED Talks or something. Yeah, with a little bit different. They they help you with public speaking. Ah. Yeah, I wasn't very good at it. Yeah. But I I went through it for a couple of weeks and mm. it was mainly just he said like you know you the world is changing and 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 you know you need to be able to speak up. That's how you're gonna grow. That's how you're gonna get recognized and get out there right so mm. and so you, you develop that and i think a lot of other factors play a part in that too you know if you're an athlete or you're playing sports and stuff you're sort of more out there right so you're in a group of people so it, all those things play a part yeah. in, in your development yes was he was he like a badass and he just pushed you around he said well if you no, don't no, speak up was, <laughs> no 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 was, i mean i have my fair share of beating you know when i was younger but yeah No, but he's uh, you know he's he's been a very gentle person. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's a gentle soul. I, okay. I, I um I look up to my parents. They're my role models. That's um, beautiful. You know, a lot of people look at certain leaders and so on, and and I, you know, of course, I have like specific role models too. But I think parents are sort of you see it, you mm. see how, and I've seen my parents the sacrifices they've made and where they came from to what they went to just to provide for us um, you yeah. know I'm, i'm thankful for them i think they they have played a huge part in where i am mm. you know and and they've made a lot of personal sacrifices just for their kids so yeah yeah so how many kids did they have or oh, had to say five five eh? yeah so i have four sisters and then i'm the only guy 
Ah. And I'm right in the middle too. And you guys play net play all the time, net game all the time. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we were young, it was it was a struggle getting a time on computer. Everybody had uh, oh, time slots. Time slots and yeah. dial up was you you know dial up and like when you would connect to the internet. Through, I think so. Yeah. 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 Good old days. Oh, those days. Life was a lot simpler. Uh, you, yeah, it was. But you know, it can still be. It's just you have to prioritize. Absolutely. You know, you you don't have to get back to every single message right away. Yeah. I can't. No, no, you're right. I can't. Yeah. And you know, if I have time, when I get home from work, phone goes on the table, and from the time I'm from home from work till the first kid is in bed, the phone is gone mm-hmm. because. That's that's family time. Yeah, that's it. No, that's that's really good. And and you know, especially in today's time, I think kids uh, need that attention, right? Uh, I see a lot of kids have iPads and phones, and and the parents are not engaged. And I think that's where you sort of lose your attention mm. with the children, right? So it will be an interesting time to see what's going to happen now. You know, with the kids and the multimedia and yeah. the design and the social media. Yeah, yeah, cyberbullying and all that. There's like, again, pros and cons to it too, right? So, mm. it's scary time. Are you a guy who gets motivated when somebody screams at you? Do it! You can do it! Or is this like, or are you a guy who needs a different kind of leadership? What leadership inspires you? I don't, I don't like uh, shouting. I don't, I mean, unless you're in a playing uh, soccer or something and someone's like encouraging like go for it yes you got like that's a different thing right but yeah. i think um i am more of a you know a soft power approach um you sort of work with a person you talk them through that that sort of i think leadership is is more effective in my opinion that sort of worked with me where you know i have my peers who have sort of like i've look up to or like seek guidance and and that's sort of how they guide yeah um you know it's it helps. I, I think uh, maybe some people like that, but I don't. I don't think it. It's something that I would necessarily. It would appeal to me. So, who inspires you then? Oh, the long list. Mm. Yeah, like the, give me one name then. That's fine. <laughs> if you want, otherwise we just say it's a long list. That's cool. I think there's there's a lot of, hmm, how do I go about this? Um, maybe we'll skip that topic. Okay. Yeah. 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 It. Uh, I think it's it's a uh, like I have my train of thought, but mm. it's just it's hard converting that into into English right now. So. Yeah. Is it maybe maybe um. People inspire you every day, and it's not specific people. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think people do inspire me every day, and you know, people in particular who are who are very resilient in in times of hardship and stuff. When mm. I see that, or when I see their circumstances, and you know, you everybody has within their own circle friends and so on too who are going through something tough, but they're still putting on a brave face and all that, and you see that. Yeah. And that is very inspir- inspirational to me. I think I, 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 resilience is something that really inspires me. Mm-hmm. I think when people are, you know, going through some sort of hardship, but yet they're still, you know, putting themselves out there and, and, and working um, 
for everybody else yeah you know i think that's there's there's a certain appeal to it do you feel like you have a different perspective on life because where you're from that you see things differently yeah yeah i think i mean i don't think anybody would have a, a similar perspective i think we all have different perspectives i sure. think you know yeah. for me i had the unique opportunity of of you know being born in 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 a we didn't have electricity when i was born we didn't have a washroom i had to go out onto the fields yeah um and so from that to today and like how life has come across and and i still have family members and so on that you know they they're not i wouldn't say like they haven't experienced the same things right and and life is very different for them mm And so when I look at all that I think I do have a very different perspective on life and I think that's one of the reasons where when I'm going through something tough in life I always think of my past yeah. I always think of what my parents went through or like what you know what life is in in certain other places yes and and, and it really gives you a different perspective you know when I go back to Pakistan um every year um you see the poverty on the roads and outside you know there's a huge contrast between rich and poor people yeah um you know and there's ultra rich and there's middle class and there's like extreme poverty oh man right? and so you see that and and then you it makes you wonder like you know how lucky you are for what you have yeah and so when i you know living here and and going through certain things some things are not you know they don't affect me the same way that it might affect other people yeah they they are not as serious to you as yeah yeah, yeah. so i think you know it, yeah that does give me a different perspective on life mm. not yeah. to say that there is no right perspective on life i think again it all depends on your circumstances 100% i like that you include that but i also like that when you come from some when you come from somewhere where life is different mm -hmm. in a way where you appreciate uh let's say just the easier things in life yeah then you 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 find yourself uh seeing things differently mm -hmm. i like that yeah okay so you had some saying you posted one picture there on instagram and there was a saying uh, my handwriting is so terrible i can't um some meanings of success i only chase mine oh. <laughs> uh, h dot s dot yeah so his friend of mine uh, his name is hikma so he mm. he'd be a good person to have in a podcast yeah. uh, he's uh he's the imam of the mosque here so mm. imam's like a pastor very nice um he's young he's uh, 27 okay um he's from scarborough ah. uh, and he was um He he came originally from Afghanistan, so his family is refugees, and and he moved yeah, here. Bring so, him on, yeah. He's a huge fan of basketball and so on. So anyway, side topic, but he's a cool guy. I think um, you would definitely enjoy yeah. him on the podcast, and he could definitely like, you could go in depth on religion with him. Okay, so he studied that, and he's yes, yeah. So you can ask him all sorts of questions. But anyway, <laughs> he does a spoken word on the side too. So and so. He 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 wrote that somewhere, and so me and him are good friends. So I was mm -hmm. like, "Hey, I was just as a joke, I put that down for of his." But I mean, you know, when you when you look at it in into depth, it it sort of is true. I think we all 
have different definitions of what success is. Yeah. And we all chase success in a different way. And so, you know, success to you might be different to what it might be for me, depending mm. on what we're in, right? So, yeah. And, so, and, success for me is doing what I like and what I love. Yeah. And almost like now now almost like creating creating. Mm-hmm. It's that's that's but I almost feel like success is the wrong word for that. It's more like a fulfillment. Yeah. Maybe it's associated with that, but it's like I almost like I feel like success doesn't really matter. Yeah. And it changes with time too. It changes with your circumstances, life circumstances, what stage you're at, what you're going through, mm. right? And success has different meanings that way. So. You know what success is for me? Success is for me, you are on the show. Mm-hmm. You are here. That's success for me because I got you. You're mm. here and I can talk to you. Yeah. And that's how I feel about every single person that comes right. on the show. That's that's more like yeah. my, I think that's more my definition. Uh, exactly. I mean, like you know, as I said, it depends on the situation and depends on the circumstances, right? So. Yeah. What's what's success for you? I think success for me would be to be able to be at a point in life where I can give back to all those people who have helped me to get to the point where I was. That's deep. Um, you know, so for example, like just, you know, taking care of my parents and so on. I mean, you know, be at a point in life where I can help them out or yes. help other people out, uh, you know, in my village or so, or, or even friends over here. Right. So mm. it's, it's being in a point in life where I'm able to do that. And so, to a certain extent, I felt that in my role as as a student union executive, I was able to help people out, and that was sort of success for me. Yes, right. So, but it never really ends. I mean, it's uh, you. Would it matter to you if it's the same people that help you, or is it more like anybody really? Anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I don't think I would put a condition on help. Uh, I've never sort of really thought it from that perspective when when i go and do something for someone or help someone mm. it's not because i want something in return or it's it's there's a deeper meaning for me from from a spiritual perspective too yes um you know helping someone is is sort of you know me doing what my purpose is and, mm. and from a spiritual perspective right so okay. it, it gives me a spiritual uh, satisfaction yes and so yeah it's it's Success and all these things that change, that yeah. change with lifetime. That's a good. That's a good summary of success for you. Makes that's so much better than mine. No, I. <laughs> yeah, so many meanings of success. I only chase mine. Uh, you know. <laughs> so you know, we are all chasing our own. And yeah. I, I don't. As I said, there is no right or wrong in in terms of what success mm. is. Right. I think at the end of the day. Whatever platform you have and whatever talent you have, if you apply that to the best of your ability, that is you chasing that success, mm. right? So yours could be through your podcast as one of the things that you do, yeah, right? And and mine could be through my work as a student union mm. executive or as a as a politics politics or public service or politics. So <laughs> Does any somebody say politics? <laughs> I hear politics. <laughs> Who's saying this? 
You know what? If you run for city council, I'll run with you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Shelby asked me the other day. Yeah, I had Shelby on, and she said, "Yeah, you gonna do politics?" I said, "No." Shelby yet Cody on too. Yeah, Cody's good. Yeah, Cody's good. Yeah, you Cody, know him? Yeah, I knew him from school before yeah. uh, before law school. Yeah, so Cody's yeah. a good guy. Yeah. I have huge respect for what he does. Yeah, he puts himself out there. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, Shelby, Aldo, all these folks. You know, they're putting themselves out there and uh, they're working to the best of their ability. Mm. Yeah, we can't please everybody. You can't make everybody happy. No, it's impossible. Yeah, it's absolutely impossible. But you can you can work. You can you can put your platform out there, and you you do what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Don't let yourself defined by others who always say something negative. Absolutely, can't yeah. do, can't do. Yeah, that's the struggle. Mm. It's filtering out that negativity, right? Mm. Is that what you tell the kids? I haven't told them that. No, no. Okay, but I should maybe in the next one. Yeah, yeah, because your topic is a little bit different, right? Yeah, I mean, I I sort of tell them along the similar lines, but not maybe in that in that wording. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think we're good. Yeah. You did you good? I'm good. I I think it's fantastic. I know I will see you in two years on that ballot. <laughs> Let's say one maybe I'll th- come back on the podcast then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I th- I thought I had that idea too. Yeah. Like we can we can utilize the podcast, this podcast or any other podcast locally. Yeah. For highlighting people that go and put themselves out there too. You know, I was um I was so happy when I cuz I saw your post when Vince shared his thing and that's how I got to know that there's a podcast yeah. and I followed you and 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 um looked into it and I've always, especially in the last one or two years, I've been thinking of doing something along similar lines and to see you doing it and saw the people that you're inviting. Mm. I, uh, you know, I was very happy. And, and when you asked me, it was, I was like very excited. I was like, I, I wish I could have come last week, but uh, yeah. I had some prior plans with the book club, actually. So <laughs> That's good. Yeah. The so, secret book club. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so you can't miss out on that. Exclusive, it's like our own tea party. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I I think what you're doing is great, and you know you're you're bringing people out and you're talking to them, and I think Thunder Bay needs that. Thunder Bay needs uh, to have uncensored, you know, just a living room style conversations, right? Mm. I, now, when I say that, I say that with a caution too. I mean, you know, you don't want to just go out and say whatever you want, but you know, like still invite people out and yeah. chat, right? And there's different perspectives. Everybody has a different way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a different story. Exactly. A different story, different path, you know, what they go through and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. No, I, I like it. It's good. I appreciate it. But, you know, it's, it's good. Yeah. And you, it's good when you were here. Thank you. It's good. Yeah, no, I enjoyed my time. Great conversation. Yeah. And I think we can definitely continue talking about a lot of different things. Mm. You can, I had know, there's so much to learn, you know. It is. I had one more thing though, The you know, after, not to put you on the spot or anything, but mm-hmm. you know, after the, uh, you said this term is running out shortly, right, in the position you have currently. Mm-hmm. 
do you do you have a do you have a plan so i'm working on that right now okay um yeah so i i purposely took off a little bit of time after my term was done you are you know, doing a podcast i'm not doing a podcast <laughs> <laughs> i mean i've thought about doing a podcast you should. but uh, why not oh you already have it so no uh, you can do it too i can just help you bring some guests on all right there's some interesting people out there yeah um but uh no i i took a little bit of time just to sort of think and take a break mm. uh, and so hopefully by october we'll see okay where i where i what i do next uh, but i i am exploring a few options that's uh, secret yeah that's okay well, that's I, okay that's you, i respect that i just i just want to think thoroughly in what i do because you know whatever i take whatever i do right now it's something that's going to define my next stage of life right so i just want to have a little bit of time mm. to sort of think through that uh, but i am sticking in thunder bay oh, and so that's you know for sure something that i i would like to stay here for the next couple of years at least yeah you're a huge asset down the line i mean you know who knows oh, where life takes you right so you are i don't mean it like that but i think if i said you are a huge asset that sounds just wrong but i mean like you are you are because then i just The, yeah, I, thought about I know where that's going. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like the work you do for the community, you raise awareness, you 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 speak with kids, you make that connection, you you have a story to share, you help build a better community, and bringing people together. Mm -hmm. Just like you explained the thing that's going on with the union or the students yeah, and yeah. the university the way you wait the way you explain it i think that's that's absolutely amazing the way you do it it's just wow that's like it's like a gift because you just present it so nice it's like you take all the tension out but you just and then you want to work the solution in, in there at the same time mm -hmm. it's nice yeah thank you i mean you know this is our home right so um if this city has given me so much it's you know i i look at it as as a service back right and so mm. um i've always wherever i have lived i've turned that into a home um and i've always tried to get involved in in doing something uh, to to make things better good um and you know i i think thunder bay has so much potential um you know it, it's just we just need to come together and and find the solutions mm. to some of the issues that we have yeah um and and you know address those and 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 look towards the future but i mean there's so much potential in this city yeah um is it, yeah. it the beginning is happening now though right i definitely i think yeah. there's change that's happening i mean i've been here for seven eight years seven years yeah seven years mm. and i have seen that change in seven years from when i first came to what's happening now right okay. so so there's definitely change happening um and uh you know i want to be a part of that change so this 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 place is special let's do it yeah let's do it let's do one it. podcast at a time <laughs> <laughs> see told you yeah all right ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I, I love it. And with that, everybody have a good night. Bye-bye. <laughs>